Hello everybody and welcome back into the All In Podcast. My name is Cray and this is Loser Fruit. Hey. <laughs> and I'm joined here today with also another very special little guest. We've got Bazza here. Thank you. Thank and you know who else we've got? The Dungeon Master. Woo! It's Dungeon! Hey. Hello, hello, hello. Uh, so this is the we, this is the first time that we've played together. This is the first time we've played together with Lisa. Hello, Lisa. Hello, Lisa. Um, hello. hello. Newcomer. Newbie, newbie. My character's going to pull your character. Oh, no. Believe you it. know what? I'll put it to sleep. Oh, you, oh you're getting it. Gray does a thing I'm discovering that he tries to establish dominance really early in the stream. <laughs> don't hold too much. Don't be too worried I about it. I throw my spear at your head. <laughs> well, I'll just fly away somehow. <laughs> So Lisa, you're playing uh, Serenade. We're going to meet you in the adventure. And this is the first mm -hmm. adventure we've done mm -hmm. since the Christmas one, mm -hmm. Vanderbrass Tower. Wow, round of applause for that. Come on, that's yeah. great. That's Congratulations wow. to all of us. We made it. And this is an adventure that you is part of an anthology of adventures that you can get now out in Australia called Candlekeep Mysteries from Wizards of the Coast. It is a new series of short adventures, all from up-and-coming designers. There's 17 adventures in here from level one through to level 17. They're great for one-shots. They're great for people that don't want to run a full campaign but want to try dungeon mastering or just people that don't have time to play a campaign. And we're going to be playing one of them today. Damn. Uh, which is exciting. I was I got to pick. Um, I don't know if you guys have seen this, but there's, there's all kinds of adventures in here. I've picked like a little bit of a slightly creepy one. I hope that's okay. Oh, yes, it is okay. Oh, really? <laughs> yes, yes, well, yes, yes. If that's what we want, that's what we'll do. And this is, yeah, I think that there was, I'm just trying to think if there's anything else I should say at the top before we start. I think that's the main points. As I said, it's out now in game stores, bookstores, bookstores, retail and online stores. And they don't need to be in Forgotten Realms. They can be wherever you want. Yeah, I think that's enough. Anyway, buy it. I think it's good. I think it looks nice. I, and I really like the adventures in it. This is the I second think, one. In a, I, I don't um, think I can roll on my character. I can't change. Oh, wait. Never mind. I'm insane. Yep. I'm ready to rock and roll. You okay? You yeah, okay? I'm you ready to rock down? and roll. And does, now, does anybody else have any questions before we start anything that they realized after the last session? You're all level four now, I think. Yes. Um, how do you play yeah. Dungeons and Dragons? You know, it's too, <laughs> it's too fucking late, man. <laughs> just, just rolling the punches right. at this point, man. Shit. You'll right. work it out as you go, okay? Right, cool. So, uh, on the Sword Coast, uh, slightly further north from Waterdeep, where you are all familiar, is the Citadel of Candlekeep, the largest repository of books, magical and otherwise, anywhere in all of Faerun, kept and protected by a cloistered order of monks known as the avowed candlekeep is supposed to be a repository for every book that was ever written by anyone and true to their word they require in order for to allow people to admittance into their library access to some new tome in order to be allowed access into the archive bring a book to read a book that is the system now <laughs> Which, yeah, I, I know I'm starting, I realize I'm starting with a lot of library gear, but that, that is the connection of all of these. We're going to Candlekeep. Uh, yeah. it's, it's, you have been traveling for a few months now uh, in a ambulatory three-story tenement called Grimlock House, which you captured very early on in your adventures. And Jani, the hey. you have in your possession a magical ring that you wrested from a mad child of a wizarding family called a Harpel wishing ring. Do you remember this? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, do I have it? Okay. You, you have you have the ring. Now, this ring is a priceless artifact that is 
supposed to allow any uh, user, and this was designed for the children of the Harpel family, it is supposed to give them the ability to use a wish in a time of great peril. You haven't been able to use it just yet, but there are books that were written about the Harpels. There were books that were written by the Harpels. And if there is a keyword or a way to activate this ring, it is going to be written down somewhere in Candlekeep. So the three of you, Yark, Kaskin, and Jani, you have decided to make the journey north to visit the Avowed to see what you can find out about this magical ring. Does that make sense? It makes mm-hmm. sense. Okay, great. And so you head um, off. Um, as I said, it's very easy to travel with your house. You materialize a few hours walk toward um, from the gates of Candlekeep for there are ancient magics and sorceries that stop any form of teleportation onto the grounds. There are also other magic protections. You can't cast fire magic inside Candlekeep, for example. There's a lot of concern, obviously, for fire. And as you make your way up towards the gates of Candlekeep, you see a young, uh, kind of sickly-looking monk standing in brown robes who is greeting and addressing pilgrims as they stream into the building. And I have to ask you at this point, mm. have have you, have the three of you had any other adventures? What, how long has, has it been since you were at Vanderbras Tower? We'll say a year. It's been a year. It's a been year. a year. A year. A year. <laughs> a year. Okay. That's a long time. You've made that more difficult for yourself. What have you done for the last year? We've done a lot. We've uh, we've killed a, a bunch of goblins in a in a cave once. That was fun. I mean, I'm, I'm the exact same level as I was a year ago. Yes, <laughs> but we've also done a lot of sleeping in the meantime as well. I've been uh-huh. sleeping and resting and... Um, it, we kind of took a time right? apart from each other. Yeah, we felt like we needed this space. I have a family. Remember, <laughs> I, have, I, have a, I have a family. I was with my family for a little while. I forgot that you're a family man. Well, that, that's enough time to have a kid. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. I do have a son. What's and his I, name? He's named after Yark. His name's Yark. You, that's, <laughs> okay. you named your son Yark. Yeah. Yark the Younger. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Junior Yark, yeah, he's a great kid, great, 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 great little. I scruff his hair up, say, "Hey, Yark, yeah, if, great if your son's name is Yark Junior, that really suggests that your <laughs> wife has a relationship with Yark. I mean, uh, to a stranger, that is night. That's just how Yark operates. All right, so yeah. you <laughs> arrive at the doors, as I said, and there is a junior acolyte waiting to meet you, and you have in your possession as well a book um, on the woes and tribulations of the Harpel family, which you are hoping. You, this is a book you found in Grimlock House, and you are mm. hoping that you will be able to trade it for admittance into Candlekeep, where you can research the ring proper. So, you are either any of you approaching this acolyte? I will. I right. I take the book from out of Jenny's hands, and I stomp <laughs> okay. forward, and I I push the book into the acolyte's um, chest, and I say. I say, hello, good sir. I believe this must be enough to get us into this. Uh, and I kind of like look upwards and I've got like one hand up and it's the magic uh, pole that's stuck to my hand. And I'm kind of like waving it around at the library and I kind of go like, uh, the uh, the bookstore, this should be enough to get us into the bookstore. And then I look down, back down for a response. By the pole, you're talking about the cursed spear that is still stuck to your hand? <laughs> the cursed the spear one. that's stuck to my hand, yeah. The one that we forgot about for the last three episodes that we're yeah, now going to seamlessly pretend yes, we didn't forget yes, about? Yes, that's the one. That's the one. <laughs> that's the one. Okay, so you're wildly gesticulating with a cursed spear. And yeah. the, the acolyte goes a little blanched. And he says, oh, I, I, 
I, I uh, tries to dodge back from the spirit. It's like, yes, well, uh, certainly. I, I mean, it's, we're quite busy at this time of year. Could I see the book perhaps? Yeah, I let go of the book and it falls to the ground. Okay, well, <laughs> doesn't have I enough time to grab it. I can't help but feel you. Could have just start handed me the book. Face. All right, well, I, you're, you're going to be one of them, aren't you? All right, look. <laughs> and he sort of gets down into the dirt and tries to sort of smile because he, he's curious about what the book is. It's a big, heavy brass tome. And he goes, oh, uh, this must be from the Ivy Mansion. Yeah. Yes, no, no, I don't believe we, we have a complete catalogue. This is certainly enough for you and your party to be accepted. Uh, what what are you here to research, can I ask? Uh, I, I look behind me and I look at uh, Jenny and um, Yuck and I, I look back at the the monk and I go, I don't know. You're gonna, you're gonna ask you me, know. it's been a year, you're gonna expect me <laughs> to remember, that you expect the dwarf well, to remember. I, I, I then turn around after hearing Yuck say all that, I say, where are we researching, Jenny? And I'm staring straight at Jenny. I said, well, you took the, you took the lead, so you know. You know. Oh, you know, Cray. Come on, you remember. Okay. It's the ring, is it? Yeah, not? come on, yeah, Cray. Yeah, we, we, we mentioned it, we mentioned it literally a minute ago. Oh, yeah. Off this little piece of Oh, jewelry. yeah. <laughs> I suddenly, a light bulb goes off, and I turn back to the monk, and I say, I say, oh, yeah, we stole a ring from a family, a little kid or something. Didn't steal uh, We robbed oh, him, yeah. and we got a pet dragon, and that's what we're researching, a ring. Uh, it's a ghost <laughs> ring. We kill right, the family, well, you, and we, and I'm just yammering on a bit. I just feel like there's a way that you could have described that to me without um, admitting to so many crimes. <laughs> that, that doesn't feel necessary. That's frankly not something I'm interested in. But it sounds like you killed a child, and now you have a priceless book, and you want to learn about this ring. Is that right? That's right. That's okay. right. Wonderful. Terrifying. Wonderful. Well, if you'll just come this way, unfortunately... Artifacts to do with the Harpels, they're sort of a modern family, so that won't be in the core archive. But I would, yes, I would say that if you are looking for anything to do, any sort of, he's looking through his own, he pulls out a vast scroll and unwinds it to reveal a kind of labyrinthine map of Candled Keep. And he says, and he says, uh, and he sees you looking at it, and he says, oh, these are just, yes, no, you can have one of these if you want. These are maps of the building. Uh, in fact, have a look here. And he brings it open and he says, so this is the core archive. This is where uh, we continue our great work researching the Great Wheel, the cosmology of Faerun, the first and ancient peoples, the history of the Netheril, etc., etc. What you want is uh, modern wizarding families of promise and that work would be found, he sort of scrolls past quickly with his hand. Ah, uh, yes, here in Vanya's, uh, Vanya's uh, wing of the library down in the Firefly cellar. So I guess I can take that, I'll take that book from you now lead you there if that's take us there Th just take us there you old bag okay sorry <laughs> i am I'm a, I'm a 19 year old man so. sorry <laughs> well you talk like an old man let's get going sorry i apologize <laughs> let's move before i kill you let's go <laughs> slightly put out this young sun elf walks you down through a long courtyard where you can see scholars are uh, sort of sitting in the sun um, rec recording and drying uh working and drying leather to create book bindings down through a long stairway underneath cut into the very mountain that Candlekeep is built up upon and gets darker and darker and darker and as you can see there are very very feeble lanterns built into the side of the tunnel that you're walking down as uh, the young scribe his name is Chattersley says oh, you understand of course no no fire down here that's one of the reasons that the visibility is a bit poor we've um we're, we're, we're a little scared of flames, obviously greatest repository of all knowledge. You understand that? So if you're going to stay here for a while, no flames, so 
Are we in agreement? Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. I look at Jenny and I wink. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I'm going to pretend I didn't see that. <laughs> Uh, yes, I think just down here, and he knocks on a door that is actually recessed at half height. You would have to stoop to get through it, because it's built into the floor and into the roof. Uh, sorry, into the floor and into the, the, the dead-end wall. And he knocks twice, and then it sort of creaks open, and there are stairs leading down into a room that seems a little brighter, but the light doesn't feel natural. It's not like candlelight. Um, and as the doors open, he calls out and he says, Vanir, uh, some guests for the archive. And there, there's a pause. And then you hear a voice come saying, well, very good. Send them down, Chattersley. Don't dawdle. And he, he sort of gulps and he says, well, I suppose I better go back to the door. Um, you've all been very mean to me. Have a wonderful trip. I, I, this is the end of this well-rounded character. Goodbye. <laughs> I just start waving. I, I shan't forget you, sir. You were my favorite for I some reason. Kiss. Love. There's always one side character every episode that Caskin uh, just has to abuse. So. Yeah, and yet, and yet there is always a bit of like a weird sexual frisson between those characters. Yeah. I don't just a little it. bit. Just a little bit. Yeah, Kaskin. Kaskin's a complicated guy. So you make your way into the cellar, and as you, as you go in, adjust to the gloom. Who here can? Who here has dark vision? I can see in the dark. Yeah, I am a dwarf. <laughs> I can see. Well, I why would, don't we? I would like to look into the dark. Yes. Why don't we actually quickly introduce the characters because we've got a few characters here, and there are some new people that haven't seen this before. So as they walk into the cellar, what do we see? Do we go? Shall we go around? I yes. am Yark, a, a dwarvish thief. Yes, I'm a dwarvish thief. Um, and if you don't know, the whole joke is that my name is just Cray backwards. I'm just going to explain it to everybody. I made a character intentionally very short. And it's literally just cray, the word cray backwards. It was very funny know. six episodes ago. Yes, but there's probably someone new and I just want to explain it. Thank you. Okay, uh, you've described the character's name <laughs> origins well. What do they look like, Baz? Um, you know, I'm very short, um, ugly, balding, but a, a very glorious beard though. Nice. Um, yeah, other than that, just kind of always looks a little bit sleepy as well. I've never yeah. really mentioned that, yeah. He also has a pump, kind of pump action hand crossbow. I see. Oh, I've got a ninety-seven point two percent critical hit accuracy on my crossbow. Except for that, <laughs> except for our last adventure where I missed like seven shots in a row, I was just having an off day. <laughs> but you know, it's been a year. You've been tinkering. It has right? been a year. I went back to training, um, and I, I feel like I've greatly improved since then. Uh, and I want to show that today, hopefully. Wonderful. So Yark leads the way. Who's following? I am Casp. Uh, oh, no, after you, Jenny. Oh, no, 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 no. Be rude and no, do it. No, no, after you, my lady. No, I refuse to speak. Okay, fine. <laughs> I'm I'm Jenny. Uh, I'm a seventy-seven year old seventy-seven year old witch, but no one knows that, by the way. So don't oh. don't tell anyone my Gaming. age. Gaming. I am um, you know magical, so I make myself super hot and young, and I pretty much don't care about a lot of things, but I've learned. I'm learning a lot. I've learned a lot of abilities. It's my um, it's kind of my first time out of the house. You know, I don't I don't get out often until I met these guys, unfortunately. Um, yeah, that's 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 me. I'm Caskin, level four variant human fighter. Strength is the game. Charm is my name, and I'm all about the ladies, my family, whoring, beers, and fighting. And right now, Caskin is is apologizing as he tries to sort of get a cursed hand trapped in a spear oh, yeah, down no, a very uh, small trap door. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and I've got a big spear attached to my hand that won't, I can't let go of it because it's cursed. That's that right. Well. 
but I'm good looking, okay. so it makes up for it. All right, wonderful. So you make your way down, the three of you, into a room. And as I said, the light quality is a little bit strange. And you see now as you get into the room that it is because the room is glowing from jars that have on hooks, iron hooks, set around a vast semicircular room. And in those jars are fireflies. And they give the entire room its glow. And the room is a sort of giant split-level cylinder carved into the rock, two huge balconies that are covered with floor-to-ceiling bookcases and these bookcases are not well kept there are piles of books in every corner there are uh, the books are scattered haphazardly across the bookcases themselves there are more crates of books on, on the floor the entire area looks like it is in somewhat in upheaval and there are a couple of other figures there as well there is a another elderly sun elf in the robes of the avowed who is studying bookcase that she, well, she sort of precariously balanced on a ladder with her back to you and there in some comfy looking study chairs on the side there are two other figures one of them is a cat woman a tabaxi uh, who is dressed in the uh, robes of a sage and there is another figure that you see who is a uh, sort of beautiful pink-haired asimar in a traveling robe with a lute and a scabbarded rapier resting beside her as she's making copious notes in a leather journal from a book that she's resting on her knees. Hey, who is that? <laughs> I proclaim. Who's down here? <laughs> the... Have you ever heard about shouting in a library? Just curious. Hey. Oh, Baz, it's a library, man. <laughs> I, I trot over. Hey, who are you? And I like tug on like her robe. <laughs> your, your voice rings out. And to, and this character is, of course, uh, Lisa's character, Serenade. Hello. Lisa was here. Hey. Yeah. Sorry. I'm sorry, Lisa. They, <laughs> they took much longer bullying the, the sage than I thought they would. It's okay. It's okay. So do I describe my character now? Or like, yeah, why or... don't you describe your oh, character? Okay. So yeah, basically, I, my favorite color is green. have my pink hair. I'm an Asmia bard. Well, well, that's how you introduce yourself. And... I say, hey, who are you? My favorite color is green. <laughs> it's got kindergarten energy. <laughs> Okay, I turn to Baz and I look him up and down. Oh, actually, I don't because I look down because he's so short. <laughs> <laughs> and I kind of like look at him as like, hello, hey, how can I help you? Who are you? What's what's your name? What are you doing down here? Uh, what's your name? I'm, I, okay, easy now. <laughs> I like, I turn back towards my crew for some backup, but they're like, I they're strut like, up. I okay. strut up. I put one hand on Baz's shoulder, kind of leaning on him. And I look up to Lisa's character and I give her a little wink and I say, can I buy you a drink in a small uh, library like this? <laughs> okay, this is Casket and I'm Yark and we're adventurers. And uh, well, we're just, we've just been brought down here and we're, we're just wondering- <laughs> The name's Casket. And then, I, and then I, I smolder at her and pout, like, mm, like with a okay. kiss face. I kind of just like look at both of them and then I kind of like, turn back to my book and I'm like hey, what's the book? as if what I don't looking... see them and I don't know them. I like oh. shove my head in between her and the book and say hey what are you like looking at? What's this? <laughs> Your book here. I what jump is, up on the table and do a power stance both hands on each hip and I say you will not ignore us. I look, I look at the like, the lady behind them which is obviously um, yeah, Jenny, yeah, yeah, is it yeah. Jenny? And Jenny. I kind of like look at her and I'm like Looking at them and then looking at her, and I'm just like kind of giving her a single, single like, like, do you know these people? How do you know these people? I, I guess I come over and I shove the boys aside and I pick up your book. 
and okay. see what you're oh. reading. <laughs> what what are you reading here? Uh, I'm reading um, how to learn how to discover invisible, like how to see invisible things. Ooh. It's a book. It's a book on the magic of, of vision and visibility. Um, about a hundred year old treatise on the different types of spells, and you're teaching yourself spells because you mm -hmm. are a bard. Is that right? Mm -hmm. I'm a bard. Yes. Sir. Um, so Serenade has come here to sort of top up her magic and mm -hmm. to learn some new magic. Are there any books here to cure illnesses? As you sure. can tell, I'm very sick. In fact, I shouldn't even be this close to you. Oh. So now you might also be sick. It's okay, you're in luck, because I, I know how to heal people. Oh, you do, actually. Oh. This is, this is actually, this is true. This is a bardic ability, which mm -hmm. is um, you can lay on hands once a day, and you can cure four hit points or a disease. Is Yark diseased, Bad? I am diseased, but <laughs> it's you can't cure it. It's too powerful. Yeah, my voice has been tampered oh, with. No. Trust me, it's you wouldn't understand this. It's a... It's a very old oh, disease that you would not have heard of. Short stature and him heaving and wheezing. I feel sorry for him. So I uh, don't feel sorry for I... me. I'm the most powerful person in this room. I looked at him like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> um, I I'd like to use. One, pull the trigger. <laughs> I think that everywhere we go. Can I use kill? Is is it healing work? Trust me, you cool? cannot heal me. I am too sick. <laughs> Let give me a try. I assure you, Let get off. Try. No. I, I believe what you're referring to is healing hands, which is an ability that you can do. So I, can I don't want to be. I don't want your help. No, I, I put my hand on him anyway. Because how down far my is he gonna go? He's so short. I bring down my spear to Serenade's neck and I say, "Unhand oh. him, wench! Do not yeah. touch him!" I just feel like this is the energy of like the guy that reckons he's got a really bad cold, and then someone's like tries to bring them some codrol or chicken. I don't soup, want your soup. And they just get yeah grouchy about get your it. Chicken soup out of here. Well, because the, there's like a is there a spear near my neck? Yes, there is. There is. There is, there is now a spear okay. at your neck. I yeah. kind of look at him and I'm like, do you want your friend to be dying? Is that what you want? You should not I'm touch not, him, wench. I feel you should fine, not touch him. Actually. He feels fine. Look at I him, and I great. point, and there's there's <laughs> yuck, like, and he's covered in sweat, <laughs> can barely stand, and he looks dizzy. And I put my spear away from her neck, and I kind oh, yeah. of. I kind of apologise, but anyway, of. we we I, we were here for a reason. An but adventure. Has, yes. <laughs> let let the record show that Serenade tried to help, and okay. you now see that the, a figure has walked over while you've been threatening members of the library with a spear. And uh, this is the older librarian, Vanir, a senior scribe of Candlekeep, and she says, "A disease in here. It would not be good for one who is sick to be in this in this place. We're a, a closed system, a, a, a disease. Well, nobody like wildfire. There was no sign upstairs about being sick in He's the right, library. He's right. There was no nobody, sign. I, trust me, I can see in the dark. There was no sign. Nobody pulled me up. I've been coughing all day, and nobody stopped me. So that's your own fault. That's something you need to improve on, not I. I suppose you're right. Um, apologies. Well, my name is Vanier. I hope that you find what you seek here. It is obviously a bit of a mess. We're in the, um, the the great restoration work continues, but the books keep coming in and we're doing the best to fill our shelves as quickly as we can. Uh, what are you here to seek, can I ask? Oh, the ring. I, I, the I, ring. I, I go, oh, the ring. And I point to Jenny and I, I kind of jump up and down a little bit and I'm still on the table. And I'm kind of like, yeah. the ring, the ring, the ring. At Jenny. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We're trying to learn more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. More about this ring. And do I, do I have the book or did he... 
Okay. The book the book has been taken away. Yeah, it's been. So we just got the ring. I'll tell you what. Um, my my junior scribe Ebder will be back momentarily. Uh, just after dinner. Why don't you take uh some of the offices? We have some rooms for travelers such as you. And your friend here does look like he's about to vomit or die. Uh. So why don't you take some of those rooms? Uh, Crinkle, break, take them down to the to our to our quarters, and we'll bring you some food, and then we can have a little look for this for some books about this ring together. Right. Does that sound good? That would be great. Yes, it does. I look at Serenade and I say, are "You coming?" I'm joining because <laughs> I'm really impressed okay. with the ring. No I idea, love more shiny coming, things. I'm like, yup, I'm coming." Oh. The ring is interesting, Serenade. And yes. why don't you, because you are a magic user, mm-hmm. make for me our Uh-oh. first ice roll of the evening. Do you oh. want to make a quick, in? Um, we'll make it just an intelligence check. So just using your intelligence roll for me. It, 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 in the world of Dungeons and Dragons, I'm drooling, looking at the ring, not knowing what it is at all. <laughs> it's gone a- absolutely catatonic. Uh, I rolled an eight. An eight. Okay. So you you see the ring. Unfortunately, you don't recognize what it is. But like you say, your curiosity is piqued. And so you decide to follow them. Yes. Crinkle was the name that was called out for by uh, Librarian Vanier. And Crinkle arrives. And Crinkle is a very, very old looking Kenku, which is a sort of... It's not a root. It's, it's a I Kenku. Start, I start laughing when, when, when he walks in the room. Kenku is <laughs> is the steward of the cellar of the Firefly cellar, and, Kenku, and as a crinkle is, and a Kenku is a raven folk. So they have the head of a raven. They have no wings, and they sort of are natural um, warehouse custodians, stewards, and scribes. So this one, they generally don't speak as well. They're just mimics of sound. A Kenku. So crinkle comes in, and crinkle has a large staff with an iron hook on it, and resting on that iron hook is another one of those jars full of fireflies and with a very withered old looking hand with not many feathers left on it uh crinkle it beckons for you to follow uh her down a long twisting stairwell that seems to work its way around the cylindrical library room of the cellar i start marching down i'll follow okay yak you're the the leader is that what you're about to say you're the leader but also you're the one with dark vision so i need you to make for me quickly a perception Mm -hmm. check uh 18 so despite the fact that he is slowly drowning in his own mucus, Yark notices that there is two eyes hidden in a doorway as you head down this tunnel watching you. And you you look carefully and you can see, although you realize that no one else at the party has noticed, that there is a little eight-year-old girl with straw-colored hair and a little white dress oh who goodness. is peeking out of the corner of a half-open door at all of you as you pass. I'm not scared of children and I don't mention it to anyone else. <laughs> I, I merely think of it as a small child and keep going. Can't hurt me, can't hurt me, can't hurt me. All right. You make your way down through a darker and darker tunnels down below the library proper of the Firefly Cellar here. The jars are very rarely maintained. Most of them are just full of dead fireflies. And eventually you go through a small functional looking kitchen and then through that into a series of rooms. Each room just has a couple of beds, uh, bare beds, simple mattresses and blankets, and a wash basin and a tiny desk and a chair and not much else. No, certainly no windows. You're well into the rock of the mountain now. And uh, there's a few more of these rooms. You can see some of the doors are open, some of them are closed, but otherwise you're given the rooms. Crinkle looks at you, does a sort of mock bow, and then... um, 
squawks a noise that sounds like a door shutting closed and then turns around and starts to walk back the way they came. And for the first time, you are completely on your own inside the library. I, oh. as, as he leaves, I clap my hands together and do a karate bow. Okay. <laughs> can, uh, can I do an, an investigation check in the hopes of that there is something here for me to steal as I do with every new room? <laughs> yep, wonderful. All right, make for me a quick <laughs> investigation check. Ah, oh, shit, I got an eight. Like I said, these rooms are pretty austere. Aside from the wash basins, the blankets, the beds are bolted onto the ground. There's not a lot there. There are other doors, as I said. There's a few other rooms coming up this corridor. And then there's the kitchen itself. So... I'd like to use my sleight of hand to steal a blanket. You're the only people in the room. So are you trying to make sure that the other members of your adventuring party don't see I, you steal I a just, blanket? I just have a feeling that I will be able to use this blanket later in my adventure. So I, I want to stash it in my bag. Okay. Great. Without anyone Great. noticing, because I have plus seven sleight of hand. So it's right. just mysteriously a, a bed now with no, no blanket on it. It's Kaskin's bed, yeah. Kaskin's bed. Oh, no! <laughs> oh my God, Kaskin, there's no, uh, there's no bed sheet on your bed. That's so weird that it's specifically Looks your Looks like I'm going to have to bed with somebody very special. And I turn to both Serenade <laughs> and Jani, and I, oh. I grin. I cross just... my arms. I cross my arms. Oh, oh, no. And I walk away. Oh, no. you, walk, you walk away to the other bedroom that Crinkle has given you. There's two bedrooms. Oh, Damn it, we've, been, we've been planning this setup for like months. <laughs> <laughs> the payoff was not good. You 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 head off. Uh, do you want to do you want to go out and explore the corridors? Do you want to head out of the rooms? Are you happy to just wait for food to be brought for brought for you? Let's explore. No, I want to sit in the room. And do and I get room. up and I say, guys, we're not waiting around for food. We've got to explore some things. And I walk up to a random door and open it. I'm going okay. to stay in the room because I'm sick and I just want to lie down. All right. So you're going to go and have a little bit of a rest. Kaskin, you're going to disappear. Jenny, what are you going to do? Uh, I don't really want to follow Kaskin. I'm going to go into the other Somebody room. Somebody follow me, I say, <laughs> as, I'm, as I'm opening the door. <laughs> Great. Okay, Kaskin, unless Serenade, you're you're leaving. It looks like Kaskin's on his own. Yeah, Kaskin's on his oh, own. God, God damn it. <laughs> God damn it. So the rest of you get some much needed rest. Everybody gets back to full hit points, takes a you know, wonderful long rest, gets all of their abilities back. Kaskin is off to have a little adventure of his own. And you said you, you're going to knock a random door. So I'm just going to quickly randomize one of them for you. Oh, no. You Are you knocking or are you trying to sneak in? Um, Let's say I'm knocking. Okay, you knock on a door and it gives slightly and you realize that it's not closed. I kick it uh, open. Right, great. It smashes against the other door and closes and locks itself. No, not really. It <laughs> smashes open and you can see another sparse bedroom, slightly nicer than the one that you had. It has There's a clay bowl containing the rema remains of a sort of vinegary smelling meal. There is also a trunk at the foot of the bed, but and the bed is in disrepair. The, the blankets are all unmade. Someone clearly slept in it last night. Other than that, it's of the same sparse design as the rooms i want to in. go through the uh the the thing on the floor the uh what is it like the chest or whatever it is now the chest has a simple lock on it so are you going to break the lock or i smash open the lock with my cursed oh. spear boom okay <laughs> there are there are more to. yeah i was gonna say <laughs> we'll see how that works make a strength check for me damn it i hit a four. Oh my god did you that roll a four, did you say? You. Yeah, I have no idea how that happened when I've got oh 16 my. strength plus three. 
You know what happens in that case? You quickly raise your spear and you thrust down trying to snap the lock, but somehow the tip of your spear gets jammed into the lock mechanism, which would not be a problem normally, except for the fact that because it's a cursed spear and your hand is stuck to it, you are now imprisoned in the act of breaking oh into someone's chest. All right, the rest screaming. of you, having a wonderful time in Yark's room, you suddenly hear cries of help, uh, plaintive, desperate, humiliating cries of help coming from a nearby room, it can only be Caskin. Uh, I suppose we should go help him. <laughs> I kind of like roll out of bed and uh, start heading towards the distant screeching yeah. that is Caskin. Sure, with a sigh you make your way into the room to discover uh, a panicked looking Caskin trying to pull a spear from inside of what looks like honestly a not very strong lock that he has somehow managed <laughs> how to stick. is this how have you physically managed to trap yourself within a lock i just I'm look still, at yard just... and i just for the first time ever i don't say anything I'm just going to approach the lock and um, use my lock pick on it okay while you're doing it. this serenade in that case can you make the check come on serenade what did you get serenade oh come on lisa Six. Oh, six. Six. Oh, six. <laughs> six. A six is not great. Uh, all right. So while this is happening, the meanwhile, the lockpick is happening. So Yark, do you want to quickly make that lockpick check for me? That is a 15. Oh. All right. So very competently, mm -hmm. sighing, looking at Kaskin, who is um, I've seen staring this lock before. <laughs> straight into his eyes. You look at the lock, which is a very, very rudimentary lock, and you very carefully and competently click it open, releasing both the chest, but also Kaskin from the lock. And as you do, suddenly there's a figure clears its throat behind Serenade and Serenade spins around because unbeknownst to her, a figure has walked up who is a very old looking man with gray hair. And he's like, who are you? And what are you doing in my room? Oh, should I attack him? Um... <laughs> I don't attack the old man. It's literally just an old man. I throw up my. I, this, I, this is a sort of adventure, right? A home invasion followed by a murder. Oh my God. I put him to sleep. I dash towards him. I dash oh towards him, Christ. throwing up my cursed spear to his um, neck, holding it there, and I say, "Explain yourself, old man. Who 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 are you?" All right. So you rush forward to intimidate him. Is that right, Yes, yeah, That's correct. Make an intimidation check. I will. Here we go. Lucky, lucky. These are increasingly oh, important. 17. 17. I, 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 I do apologize. It's just that uh, well, the, you are, you're in one of the avowed the rooms. This, you must have been placed here by mistake. Uh, why are you standing near my trunks and personal things? Empty your pockets. <laughs> uh, uh, certainly, certainly, sir. No, I mean, apologies. No, I start saying anything. I start anything. I'm robbing him. No, for okay. 17, for 17, oh, that's fine. No. I rob him, I rob him. <laughs> okay, so... The Sorry, old man. My, um, my friend got trapped in your lock um, somehow. You may ask how that's even physically possible, but I absolutely, you Absolutely somehow. victim blaming. Okay, yeah. so the man whose name is Ebder Smallstone uh, start, turns, starts turning out his pockets with sort of tears in his eyes. Does he have anything? Uh, no, he has a small bundle of uh, wax. He has a calligraphy kit and a leather, um, actually a little tinker's kit for repairing, um, you know, locks and small metal works and things mm. like that. And he has a small bag of salt and... A photo a... of his dead wife that you <laughs> made him pull out. <laughs> I want to take it all off him. Everything is gone. I, I tell you, this is obviously some kind of mistake. <laughs> <I> start... Have you... <laughs> 
I start taking <laughs> things and putting it in my backpack. Have you have you met my my, my boss, uh, Chief Librarian Vermeer? I don't think we we've gotten off on the wrong foot somehow. Oh, I look him deep in the eyes and say, "Oh, I met him and I didn't like him." Well, she's a woman, so you know. <laughs> he sort of looks confused and overwhelmed and exhausted as he sort of walks back and sits down on his bed heavily, just sort of staring at you. I say, when's the adventure start? What are you talking about? <laughs> Where are you looking directly eyes? at the camera when you say that? Like, yeah. <laughs> I turn to the camera and I say, Oh when do the bad guys appear? That's what I say. Oh I think God. the bad guys are already here, Kaskin. <laughs> I think the bad You're guys the bad are, guy, are robbing the librarian. <laughs> I come down, I sit next to him on his, on his bed, and I wrap my other hand, not the cursed hand, around his shoulder, and I say, so what's happening? So you're going to try and now befriend the man? I'm his friend right? now. Yep, I'm his friend. Well, you, you're going to have to roll a dice for that. And yep. given that you have just robbed the man at spear point, it's going to be increasingly difficult. So okay. make with disadvantage for me, make a charisma or persuasion chest. Okay. Check whichever is highest. I hit a 14. That's not bad. Right. 14 isn't bad. So the, And the man is, seems to be overwhelmed and he has other things on his mind. So you sort of try to calm him down. Are you keeping his stuff or are you sort of yeah. giving it back to him? No, I, keep, I, 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 I hand him back like a, a brush from an ink um, thing that I took from him. I just hand him that. All right, this sort of calms him down a little bit. And you're, as you're sitting next to him, you notice something strange, which is that he, although he's very um, overwhelmed, he see, he's humming something under his breath. He's a sort of a strange little kind of children's song to himself, which seems to be calming him down. Uh, you can try and see if you can recognize it if you want by making a quick, uh, just intelligence check. I look towards Seren. Can I look towards Serenade and like look at her with like a, a look of bafflement and wanting her to like intervene somehow? I kind of look at him and like look away. <laughs> oh my gosh. I, I guess she's just met you and you are giving a crazy psychopath vibe. Oh. <laughs> Now all Serenade hears is Robbing an old man, my I'm, goodness. I'm, Do saying I want this, any part I'm saying this very loudly. I go, Psst, what's this freak coming? Psst. And I'm saying it, it must loud. be new around here. Okay, I intervene and I like and I kinda lean in wanting to hear what the sort of tune is. Okay, because you're a bard with an advantage, uh, as you lean in, just make for me also a perception check. Oh, you're a bard. Or <laughs> <laughs> nineteen. Whoa! Uh, Oh, Amazing. you are a bard. Okay, great. So you start listening and you hear the music and it's incredibly familiar to you. Although it's a little bit strange because mm -hmm. as a bard, you have very good recall of the songs and legends of the Sword Coast. And you feel like you've heard this one before and you feel almost like you've heard words to it before, mm -hmm. but you can't place them. It's, mm -hmm. it's slightly maddening. The, as you listen to it, you, this, and he's just humming tunelessly this song, but you start not realizing that you know the music and that you can follow along. And like an earworm, it starts to get into your head. And the same thing is happening for you, Kaskin, although you don't recognize it with the same precision that Serenade does. Baby shark. Irritatingly familiar. Yeah. Uh, after a moment, he sort of calms down into almost a stupor and you realize that you've sort of just how tired and exhausted this guy is dealing with Kaskin has sort of been the end of what obviously is a very hard day for him. And he's sort of just sitting there humming to himself. You kind of carefully get up and walk away, wondering if you got away with it. He doesn't seem to be acknowledging any of you as he just sits there and hums to himself. And you all sort of very carefully 
walk out of the door. And thank God you do, because just as you do, you see the figure of Librarian Varnier walking back towards you. And behind her is her raven folk uh, steward who has a tray with food. Thank God I'm starving. I reached for one of the foods because I'm hungry. Great. All right. So there's some bread and some potato soup has been brought to you all. I and... use my sleight of hand to take two bread instead of one. Okay. Great. Make a sleight of hand check. <laughs> oh my God, this is what I was made for. <laughs> Twenty. <laughs> Twenty. Yeah. Oh my God. So now I have a uh, I have a, an extra bread in my bag and a blanket. You can I steal his that. bread? No, no, I'm the sleight of hand guy. <laughs> you, didn't, you didn't even see me take it. That's how good I was. Uh, well, we, yeah, um, unfortunately, it means that everybody gets a bowl of soup and everybody except Kaskin Damn gets it. a roll of bread <laughs> because he runs out before he gets to the end. Because of his intelligence, he, he doesn't, he can't do the math, so he doesn't realize. <laughs> is the way that this, is the, it feels like the energy of this adventuring party is that Kaskin is always angry because he always seems to be missing things that he deserves, and then he takes it out on other NPCs. <laughs> That's basically how it goes, yeah. <laughs> so who's the real villain, you have to wonder? Oh, we're the bad guys. <laughs> <laughs> All of no, we are. <laughs> We are the villains, yeah. It's from the villains POV. Ah, I see that you have met uh, Abdo, one of my most trusted junior scribes. Uh, oh. He's just re- he's just returned from the uh, the upper archive with a stack of books uh, related to the Harpels. It'll take you, I imagine, a while to go through them, so you're, of course, welcome to stay the night. Uh, the book that you have brought to us has been accepted by the archive, so you are free to use Candlekeep's resources for as long as you wish. Cool. I ain't reading nothing. <laughs> so I'm don't... reading. I hear this and I get out and I start uh, reading. Right. All right. So the night. So you all have your food. Everybody's relaxed, and the night passes with I'm guessing yeah, Janny doing a significant amount of, of yeah, research, yeah, yeah, yeah. while Kaskin and Yark like immediately fall asleep snoring in their bedrooms. Or what I are you snore doing? Snore very loud. Okay. Like uncomfortably loud. I'm freezing cold because I don't have a blanket and I keep turning and my bed is really That's creepy. Good point. That's a good point. He he I... turns over to see Yark like snuggled up with like two two rolls of blankets. Oh, yeah. I actually think perhaps you are going to have to Kaskin take a level of exhaustion because oh, you sleep in the cold. Damn uh, it. Because it means that there are not enough blankets. Unfortunately, that means you become exhausted as the night goes on. You, Jenny, um, research until your eyes grow so heavy that you have to go to sleep as well. Mm-hmm. And in the morning, everybody wakes up. But before you do, you can see what success you've had. So make for me a quickly a investigation check Jenny comes up doesn't it <laughs> you wanted to cheat embarrassing okay so essentially that's um your your work is a bit frustrating it's not completely successful but it is enough for you to realize that there is one particular book that they have here in the library that you believe has the answers to how the rings work uh, you, so you narrow your research down to one 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 book basically by the evening, by the end of the night then you go to bed, and in the morning, uh, you wake up, and you find yourself, Janny, waking up from a very horrible dream. Uh, you're dreaming that you're traveling with a bunch of just incredibly psy- real psychopaths going on all kinds of adventures, and but you become separated from them, and you find yourself walking instead through a, a old abandoned mill. The windmill itself is long since decayed. The building's stones themselves are blackened with ash and soot 
and the entire area, uh, all the trees nearby are blackened and there's a dark foreboding energy in the mill. But in this dream, you find yourself walking through the fields and into the building. And as you do, you notice a grave that is sitting by the side of the mill. You see on the other side of the room, a chain chained to a fence and with a dog collar lying on the ground. And then you think you hear a girl's voice laughing. And as you walk further and further into it, you suddenly start hearing and humming to yourself a tune that you realize um, that again, is sort of this maddening, maddening, maddeningly familiar children's tune. And as you walk further and further in, you suddenly get the sense that you're walking towards someone, that there is a figure in the darkness in the center of the mill, a tall, tall figure um, who's with a strange elongated body. And in the dream, you find your eyes dipping and looking lower and lower as you walk because you don't want to look at this figure, but you keep finding yourself walking forward until the music becomes so loud that you suddenly realize with a start that you're humming it yourself. And at that moment, you wake up from the dream to be, find yourself lying in your bed inside Candlekeep. And oh in the bed opposite you, Serenade, who is still, is still asleep, and Serenade, although she is asleep, is humming the tune from your dreams. Mm. Oh my gosh, I can bring a tune. I have a music box. Yeah, if you have a, if you have a music box, Lisa, it's very appropriate for this. Okay, I'll go grab it now. <laughs> she's gone. So, Janie, you're the first one to awake. And mm. as I said, Serenade's asleep, but she's humming this tune that you are sure was the tune you heard in your dream. I'm just trying to think, do I have an ability to kind of mess with her when she wakes up? Like, uh, I got like this minor illusion thing, but I don't know if that, that's not an actual thing, is what? it? Like, no, that's totally a thing. And she's okay, gone. And she's, she's, not at a, she's not at her computer right now, so you can oh. totally mess with her. Um, oh, cool, cool, cool. <laughs> yeah, so just, you can create a minor illusion. What's the illusion going to be? Can the, is it, can the illusion actually be something like, can I like, you know, mm -hmm. make like a bucket of water to drown some, like not drown, but like, like wish some on someone or is that? That's kind of exactly illusion? what minor illusion is. So a minor okay. illusion is a small uh, visual phenomenon. Yeah. I like, I would like to uh, create a minor illusion of a bucket of water and just throw it on a... <laughs> Wait. Oh my god. Wait, um, <laughs> what's hey, happening? Hey, uh, hey, what's up? You know, you just woke up. Oh! <laughs> that was a weird tune you were uh, humming there in yeah, your it's dream. Yeah, tune. Oh, that's <laughs> freaky! That's. Christ. Oh my god. Exactly that. So you wake up to a illusory bucket of water splashing on you. And then as you quickly sort of awake for the start, you realize that firstly, you're not wet. And secondly, that the figure of Janny is standing over your bed, serenade, frowning at you. Then what do you Jeez. do? <laughs> She's so I'm, stunned. I'm just so... Wait, is it, is it it's me? It's your turn. Yeah. Yeah. It's just my turn. I'm looking off and I'm just... I'm sitting on the... It's, it keeps on playing. So I don't know how to stop it. <laughs> you were humming it. Are you still humming? I'm still like... I kind of like... It's in my head. It's repeating. And I'm just like absolutely stunned. And I'm stunned with all the water on me. And I'm stunned with the music. And then... Oh, Shut up. Where did you get that tune from? Where did you start learning that I tune? don't even know. I, I heard it from that old man, right? Do That's you, right. Do you remember the old man? Old man. I look at, I look at the, um, I look at, is it Yark? Yark? And I'm Craig? asleep. They're oh, in the next, they're in the next yeah, room. Fuck. I start to like, just be a little bit frantic and I'm just like, the boys, the boys, they know, they know that it's, why am you... I thinking about it? 
Are you going to stop stop humming the tune, or are you going to keep humming it? No, it's it's stopped. <laughs> well, actually, make for me a intelligence saving throw. Fourteen. A fourteen. You start trying to suppress the hum, and you find that you can. But the more you suppress it, the more on edge you feel, and it starts to build up like a pressure in the back of your throat, where you find yourself wanting to hum the tune again. And you're not sure how long you can last without humming the tune. Uh, but you sure. do you stop yourself humming it for now. And did you say that, uh, Jani, that you wanted to go and wake up the boys? Yeah, but do I notice that she's distressed? Or All you notice for now is that she's stopped humming, but she does look panicked. My eyes are widened and staring at something. Okay, so stop looking good. like that. Let's go wake up the boys. Okay. Jesus. <laughs> Nothing happened to you. You're just awake. Just... <laughs> You're a little unsettled as well because of the um of the nightmare that you've just had Jenny as well so you walk across the hallway and you see um in the next room the two boys are still far wildly asleep uh yeah i like to i like to think as you like walked into the room caskin eye caskin's eyes are just wide open (laughs) because he's got no sleep at all because of my snoring and how freezing it is in this room i'm exhaustion level one because of you yeah yark is like in a cocoon of blankets and cozy right now very happily snoring and it's incredibly loud so loud in fact uh that it takes you a while to see the very huddled and wretched looking figure of Caskin <laughs> wrapped his arms wrapped around himself for warmth. And but you can hear as you get closer, although he's still asleep, that while he sleeps, he's humming the same song under his breath. I turn to Jenny and like I point and I'm like, that's the tune. And I point to me and then him. And then I And how do you guys know this tune? Maybe is... <laughs> God, stop it. It's weirding me out. I, I, I do you know don't this know. Tune? I, yeah, it's just I don't know. Maybe they can tell us as well. How do they know it as well? I didn't even know I was humming. I I was humming. (laughs) Kind of dry myself. Old man, you're talking about the old man. That's who you're talking about. Yeah, Yeah. the old man that was humming. Remember how you asked me to intervene? I pushed them both aside, and I. You're asleep. Oh, am am I not awake yet? (laughs) I thought I was awake. I thought I couldn't sleep all night. I thought they were You've having meant, I would say you've fallen asleep about an hour ago. Oh, so you are incre- incredibly exhausted <laughs> and you're humming. But the point is that you're humming this song while asleep. Even me? Caskin? Yeah. Somebody are wake you, me up. We're still asleep. I don't know. I, I shake him awake then. I All rush right. over at him and shake him awake. <laughs> Kaskin wakes up uh, with the song still on his lips. Yeah, uh, Yark, you hear that? You hear this, and you wake up as well. I am also awake now. Why? <laughs> why? What, what are you doing? What's wrong? The tune. The old man. What the fuck are you talking about? The tune. Yeah, <laughs> I've just woken up and you've sang the tune. You what know you... how that old man was humming, right? No, right. Look at him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah. Why am I? Why were you humming it? In your sleep. I front flip out of bed. Um, I front flip, like I stand up, I front flip out of bed and I run out the door to the old man's door and I kick it open. Okay. I kick it open the old man's door. The door is still not locked. So it's the door splinters as it as it's kicked open for the second time a day. And the old man sits bolt upright in bed because he was asleep as well. He's like, oh, the young lord from the other day. What, what's happened? Are we under attack? <laughs> I tackle the old man onto the bed. Oh my ah, God. Why are you oh doing this God. to me? And I pin him down. I say, I kind of shake him a little bit, the old man. I say, what did the tune you were humming before? 
What with the tune? I'm shaking him. Uh, okay, as you, you start shaking him, he starts sort of babbling a little bit. And as you notice, the, so the babbling becomes incoherent until he's sort of panicking and he's humming the tune in your face again. What the... F- I kind of like look down at him. I want to slap him across the face. Yeah, great. Okay. Um, yes. Yeah, great. <laughs> yeah, great. <laughs> just, you, you slap him and for a moment he sort of comes um, coherent again. And he's like, uh, the, the, the tune? What do you mean? I say, do you, do you understand um, that you keep humming a tune every like two seconds and it's freaky ass? And it's contagious. And it's, it's spreading to my, my boys. We, we, need to tell, we need to tell the chief librarian, Vanir. Have you informed her? I'm about to. I, I, I slap him once more and stand up. And I say, I say to the homies, guys, we gotta go to the chief librarian. We gotta get out there now. I, I wink at um, Serenade. Blow a kiss to uh, Jenny and start running up the stairs. I'm leading there. Uh, I'm leading the group. Uh, Ebter is leading you. Is, is is coming along with you. And okay. as he does, he says, uh, "If this is," he stops you at the d- the stairs. And he's like, uh, "Young lord, if the, if if this is a contagious uh, tune, perhaps mm. you should stop humming it mm. as well." And you realize that that while you're running, you've actually started humming the tune. Oh my god! I turn. I headbutt the old man as hard as I can, right in the nose. <laughs> Make an attack. Oh Make an attack. What, so You're gonna I kill go him. Strength? I'm you are going strength. to kill him. I, I, oh, oh, you've killed him. Commoner. So oh, he just, no. he just headbutted him to death. All right, a 19 headbutt. Unarmed strike. It's four points of damage. He's a commoner, which means that you, the moment he points out to you that you are humming the song as well, it seems, get, am I, let me correct me if I'm wrong here, that you freak out and headbutt the man at the top of the stairs. He falls backwards as he has four hit points because he's a commoner, dies instantly oh as he collapses God. down the stairs towards you. The rest of your friends all show up at the top, at the foot of the stairs. They look at the top where you're standing there, a manic look in your eyes, humming a children's rhyme on your breath, a spear in your hand, the crumpled dead body of Abder um, Smallstone at your feet. I, I guess head. we shrug and just kind of walk over oh. it. Honestly, at this point, I think uh, at least Yaddy and I are kind of used to it, so we just kind of s- yeah, take a larger step over the corpse. <laughs> I kind of just stand there. I'm, like, oh, yeah, I'm much more interested to know what Serenade's reaction I, is. I kind of just like, I'm stunned. I'm just like, what is happening? I see the bad man at the top. I see two of his mates just walk off like it's n- a no big deal. And I kind of just look at him. And I, just I like... look at Serenade and I say, come on, Serenade, we're on an adventure. And I go like and then this. Under my breath, I'm like, oh, God, am I next? And I walk off the stairs. All right, leaving the body on the floor in the middle of the hallway where anybody could find it. The rest of you make your way back into the library uh, part of the Firefly Cellar. Oh, I was going to say, can I rob him, but... Oh, yeah. yeah. No. no, no, no. no yeah, I, already, I think I already Cascador stole everything did that. Him. Yeah. In for a penny, in for a fucking pound. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, you can have a small bag of silver coins that he has on his pocket. Considering... Oh, yeah, Cascador did go. a terrible job at looting him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he obviously took them out after Cascan robbed him. I mean, he's dead. He's, you know, he's not... He's not, he's not easy he's, he's, he's all right. You race up the stairs into the library and you can see that the Vanir is already there with a small uh, ramekin of coffee that she's sipping as she looks at you and she's like... Please, quiet in the library. What's all the ruckus? Sorry, we killed a guy. <laughs> no! 
No, no. <laughs> you're real. Are you for real? As Yuck's about to say just that. Kidding, I, just joking. I cover his mouth and he goes, <laughs> It's Ooh. one of those funny things. Yeah. <laughs> it's just an inside joke we have that yes. we pretend <laughs> that we kill every side <laughs> character we meet. Laugh, <laughs> serenades, laugh. I've got to say. Like, <laughs> good. Once again, to be clear, we are playing Candlekeep Mysteries, a book of adventures by Dungeons and Dragons, and it covers a lot of eventualities, but I am running out of where options of what to do if you just murder every librarian. <laughs> sorry, guys. Sorry, guys. Uh, I look at the librarian and I scream at the top of my lungs in the library. We're all humming a really weird tune. Are you guys humming it too? That's what I scream at the top really of my lungs. I also right. push the rest of the crew to the other side, forcing her to, like, as she's looking towards us, it's like the opposite way of where the corpse is so that she mm -hmm. can't see in the background. So you're walking, sort of walking her over it. Yeah, yeah we like kind of like grab her and like turn her away Hold from her away. where the corpse is, yeah. All right, she, she looks at you and she says, I, I, you're humming something, a, a singing curse. Is that right? Am I understanding this? It's everybody's cursed, it seems. Yeah, yeah. yeah nod profusely. And I point and to Serenade and I go, take it away. And then she sings, she goes, mm, she sings it. Yeah. The, no, she doesn't do that. The... Do you know that tune, miss? That uh, tune. I know away. it. Kafka knows it. Please, please, do not get any closer to me. And oh. she's stepping. There's no fear of her going down the corridor because she's all right. she's stepping back from all of you as you sing stop louder and louder away. at her. Can I persuade her to like stop walking? I yes. Intimidate make, her, sorry. Yeah. yeah, make an intimidation check. Come on, Jenny, <laughs> intimidate. Intimidate her. Two. <laughs> Oh my god. Oh my god. Can I have a roll? Can I have a roll? I'll let you, I will also let you, but only you, because I'm, this will be the advantage for the whole group doing it, but only okay. mm -hmm. this is the last roll. Well, I scream at the top of my lungs, seeing that Jenny has failed. Stop running away! That's why I scream. And then, boom, I hit her with the. I hit a seven. Well, that's not so, <laughs> not very intimidating. Away. It's it's strange how little, how unintimidating you are, given that you have already murdered someone. But yeah. I suppose well, I she doesn't know that. In the middle or something, you know. It was the dude. Unintimidated, she suddenly makes a break for it and she races up the stairs to the oh. second floor of the library. Wait, um, can I can I put yes. her to sleep? So we go into yeah structured okay. time. Okay. So we're going to go into initiative order, which means that yes, Serenade, you're up first. Uh, I, because she's like in motion, how, uh, can I try and do, use the sleep to put her asleep so we can tie her up so she doesn't escape? Yep, if you want to. Okay, I'll cast it. So you, you're going to cast sleep, which is, means that she has to take a uh, wisdom saving throw, uh, which she unfortunately, she passes. So she's able to shake off the sleep spell as she keeps racing. The next one up is Jenny. I have like a suggestive spell. Yeah, a course of activity limited to a sentence. Maybe you should turn around and talk to us. That could be interesting, couldn't it? <laughs> All right. She fails her saving throw and she sort of stops running just before she disappears and bewitched by Jenny's warlock magic, she turns around and her face is pale and her eyes are white. And she says, I won't run, but you don't understand. We have had a singing uh, plague in this castle before oh, listen to me laughing. why is he laughing <laughs> what's so bad about singing i will show you and she's still trying to keep her distance and she's like but please stop humming that song the more you hum the song the worse we'll get okay i nod my head not humming it all right but you it's really really um frustrating you the moment you start humming st stop humming it you get more and more agitated 
and she says that book over there uh, on the lectern the big one with the purple cover can you uh, you th- mr dwarf can you grab it for me yes i will grab it is is it on a high shelf no no i okay well then i, <laughs> I will would never grab do it. i would never do that to okay, you okay well appropriately I, i've advised. just had that happen before and it... it seems like your friends are very mean so you okay. you take the quite reasonably sized book and you you bring it over it's got a big bookmark in it and she's like and she's like, leave it on the table, and all of you just take four steps back. Can you do that for me? But if I do this it. is some kind of trick, I will continue to hum. I like threaten her with the hum. I, I promise this is no trick. We are all in this together. I will together. hum. Trust me, I'll do it. Now, before I do that, I just need to do this. And she very carefully takes a key from her around her neck. And she says, this is just to keep us safe. A weapon! I, I pull up my crossbow. It's, no, no, I promise. I promise. It's, it's, it, it, look, it's just it's a stone key on, 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 on a ribbon. Oh, well then, proceed. All right, and she takes it, and she very carefully walks up to a panel beside the staircase. And as I said, this is a big semicir- semicircular two-story room filled with books and a huge stone statue above your heads of a open book. Um, which is one of the, the sigil of Candlekeep. She takes the key and she inserts it and she twists it twice and there's a grinding sound and then there's a clanging and she goes, all I've done is I have closed the trap doors above us that take us back into Candlekeep. None of us can get out. What? No one from up there can get in. No, you don't understand it. This is a disease and if it is spreading quickly, we need to quarantine ourselves. Oh, oh who needs oh, to quarantine? I, I pick up my javelin. And now we're going to get you. <laughs> I'm aiming my javelin at her. The moment that you start doing it and, and you start focusing on combat, you can't help yourself and you start to hum again. As um, And she hold, she shrieks and she sort of dashes around the corner as your threat breaks Janny's suggestion spell. And she races upstairs and she's cowering upstairs. The book is still on the table in front of you, Jenny, and you can see mm-hmm. that it is a book that is a history of Candlekeep. Can I read it? Can I try to open it and read it? Yep, make a quick intelligence check for me or investigation. I've been rolling low. Come on. Oh my God, I am so done. Big roll? <laughs> what was it? It's a, bad, it's a bad rolling in this one, Today. unless you're, unless you're <laughs> rolling to kill a senior librarian. <laughs> okay, and eight, you look, at, you look at it and you realize that with time you can study this. But it's and it's clearly a history of the castle, but it's going to take you more time to come to terms with it. So you you get the book and you very carefully close it, you put it in your backpack, but you aren't able to immediately make sense of it. Now the woman has run upstairs. Did you just let her go? Is what what kind of entrance is she like? Is there like a door or something she's running towards? The only door that came that came into here was that trap door that was built into the floor and wall. Um, of the corridor that brought you to Firefly Cellar. And from the sound of the clanging shut, it sounds like that was the device that she closed with that key. The key is still in built. It, it's, it's, she left it there hanging in the mechanism that was by the stairwell. Uh, so she doesn't have that key with her anymore. She just sort of ran upstairs to get away from all of you. So she's got the door, the, the trap door open with the key. I know she closed. she closed it to quarantine and isolate everybody inside oh. the cellar well then she can't so she can't run out anyway then. no i think she ran away because she thought caskin was going oh to she's just her. running into <laughs> okay, that's quite, no that's fair enough but what does it yeah. mean why is she doing it <laughs> all right make another perception check for me yuck uh that's a 12 and i'll roll again okay oh that's a two all right so, <laughs> well so low i don't want to go into a fine with this yeah. one well, you're getting the bad rolls out that's what you want you suddenly feel a sense of deja vu and you realize 
that you can see on one of the other stairways leading to the east to um, upstairs. You could see, you feel the sense that there is a small figure staring at you from around the, cor- the corner. Oh my God, the child. It, <laughs> can I investigate that any further or is it just a, a shadowy figure? You can definitely leave the rest of them and head off that way yourself. Yeah, you yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna head off by myself. I'm not gonna say anything. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna head off and investigate it. Mm-hmm. Okay, so while Janny's investigating the book and Kaskin is looking speculatively, trying to work out if he wants to run down and kill the librarian, and Serenade <laughs> is seriously doubting, you know, her companions <laughs> that she's chosen for this adventure. Yak, you head back down um, around to the side of the the, um, the library proper and the stacks. And you see a small girl with a gap um, between her teeth and shortly cuts straw hair in a white dress. And she's got what looks like a little doll in her hands and she's looking up at you and she's quite a pale faced little girl. I'm just gonna like slowly approach her and be like, hey buddy, what's, what's, what's that nice little doll you got there? Hey, uh, how you going? <laughs> you good with kids? I've, I've never dealt with kids before, so I'm just trying to any attempt to, to try and make a connection with this child. Wonderful. Like, make a little charisma check for me. All oh, right, of course. It's a, oh, it's minus one. Um, okay, that's a four. So. <laughs> oh my it's a God. Four. This yeah. is not looking crazy. This is crazy. All right, uh-huh. so she looks at you and she's suddenly. Um, as she, as you reach forward to her, you suddenly um, she's look as she's looking at you. She doesn't break eye contact, mm-hmm. and as you lean down and you try to smile, and then something in your smile suddenly makes her go bolt upright, and she tears appear in her eyes, and she races up the stairs, and as she away from you, dropping her doll, and as she does, uh, you realize what scared her, and it's that you didn't realize, but you've started humming the song as well. Oh. And you know, the doll. The, now you see. There's actually two little dolls, and they're lying on the ground in front of you. Oh, can I um? Can I go and pick one up? Yeah, you, you get. You bend down and you look at the dolls, and you can see they're both made of simple straw and rags that they, they're handmade. One mm. of them is of what looks like a farmer's wife with a big smile, and she's holding a handmade scythe in her hands that's been been made out of a paintbrush and a little piece of paper, silver paper for the blade. And the other one is a frowning farmer who is lying on the ground and someone has with a pair of heavy scissors or shears snipped off the feet of the dolls. So, and then painted oh red paint uh, where the feet should be. So it's sitting oh, there without Jesus. little feet. Slightly um, creepy dolls for a little kid. Yeah. That- that's kind of weird. Um, so she's so she's just bolted away from me after seeing me try and smile. She's that's run up good. into a different part of the stacks uh, because she heard you humming. If that's the case, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring the doll back to the group and say, "Hey, what's? I found these dolls from a, a small child upstairs. What do you what do you think of this?" And I like shove it in Kaskin's face. I like look down at him, and then I look back up to um. I look down at Yark and I say, "I didn't know you were into dolls." <laughs> uh, it was from us. It was from a small child, and it's got. It looks like she's cut off the feet. This is blood. We should little burn a little child upstairs. We no, burn we're not going to burn. burn the dolls. They're demon dolls. Uh, are any of you good with <laughs> children? There is a small child upstairs. I am. Other than Caskin. Other than Caskin. I can't put my hand on Caskin's mouth because I'm just like not you. I like. I like fight off um, Serenade's hands off my mouth, and then I look at everyone and I say. Trust me, let me lead the way. Let's go up there and, oh. and let's go face the kid and the, and the bird lady. Let's go up there and do that. And so okay. 
we start walking up there as Baz has the... I, I, I point to, towards where I last saw the child yeah. running up. With Kaskin leading the way because he's decided he's good with kids, although I have my suspicions, <laughs> you he heads up to the top floor. The top floor is just like this ground floor of the stacks, a big semicircular library, though in place of the big... There's a big stone table for studying books in the center of the ground floor. On the top floor, there's a balcony overlooking the ground floor, and this, as I said, this huge stone statue of a pair of hands holding a book open that is um, suspended in the middle of the balcony. And it's just by the balcony, you can see the figure of Vernier. You can see the small girl. You can also see Crinkle, the Kenku uh, custodian. And you can see that Catwoman, Catula, uh, though you hadn't met her before, the one that was studying when you arrived. And Vernier is panicked, but she's, le- she's explaining something. To them and she's like look i'm sorry i understand that this is unexpected but we are going to have to all of us remain here until the situation is under control and now tempers are running high but i ask everyone to be calm and then she sees you and she sort of gives a half um yelp and steps back as kaskin as you arrive with your friends okay okay i, I walk in right and i got my hands raised including me a little cursed spear i got my hands raised and i say listen i'm gonna need some answers or I'm going to start killing at random, starting oh with the child. <laughs> and I say, what is happening to us and how do we cure it? How do I stop humming the tune? Or I'm going to start throwing spears around the room. Tell us how I cure the tune. Please do not threaten Gail B. Smallstone, all right? Her I'll father couldn't you. take it. <laughs> is that Cass? That's what I say to her. I say, I'll kill you. <laughs> I understand tensions are running high. Nobody likes to be locked into quarantine. And the cat, um, the cat woman says, he's, he's talking sense. You need to let us out here. You can't imprison us down here like this. True. I uh, point to the hot cat lady. I say, she's right. That one's right. Yeah. Yep. The va- librarian Vanier says, it's, it's not a permanent solution. It's not an ideal solution. But listen, look, all of you, more of you are humming than were an hour ago. This is clearly incredibly contagious. There now, must be something we can do to stop it. There must be a cure, right? Who do I fight? 600 years ago, a singing malady was recorded in Candlekeep. I get, I, I, she says that Jani has the book and she says, I was about to suggest we need to research where it came from and see if we can find out how they dealt with it last time. Other than that, I cannot risk all of Candlekeep to be consumed by this disease. The 600 years ago when it happened, people died by the end of the outbreak, and that's all I know about it. Oh, I look see. towards Jenny. Do, do you have the book? Uh, bring, bring it here. I do, I do. I also like had a dream, too, about this thing. I don't know if you guys have like a windmill around or something, and I saw like... Oh. A, a windmill? I don't know. There was also something else, which I can't remember. It was like a gravestone or something. Yeah, come, yeah. Do you have anything that come can? With, can you come with me for one second? Uh, and she sure. bring the book. And she, okay. she, she grabs a key from inside her pouch and she opens up a door that leads into the bindery, which is the part of the library where they repair the um, covers of books. And there are a lot of old... This is also where they re- repair the tapestries that are hanging all through the library. And there's a series of racks on the back wall where old tapestries in need of repair are being stored. And she pulls two of them aside and she says, this mill, did it look anything like this 
and you can see that there is a blackened fire burnt mill standing on the water and it's the spitting image of the mill that you saw in your dream. Yeah, that's exactly, that's exactly it. Do you know it? Is it nearby? This hung on the first floor of the cellar when I first worked here as a junior scribe. Um, it's, it's been hundreds of years and no one's repaired it because the, re the re reparations work here takes forever and nobody seems to care. Look, uh, and she's obviously, you know, a little bit put out by this and she goes, but it does mean one second. And she goes over and she takes, may I? And she t takes the book from you and she opens it up sure. and um, presuming your letter and inside she starts, she turns around and she says, yes, there was a traveling salesman brought a book here. This was back in the second age. And he, it's recorded that the man, that they could not help the man and that he came from a village afflicted by, and she's turning the pages quickly, a singing malady. Yes, this, this does feel relevant. And that he was quarantined here in the Firefly cellar. And then she turns some more pages Whoa. and the next couple of pages are, are, are very, this whole, all the book is like, is very old and, and in disrepair. And she says, downstairs in the Firefly room. And then the, the last page has been ripped out. And she oh says, I am not an adventurer like you. I am not a mage. I'm not a spellcaster. Or a dwarf. <laughs> well, <laughs> I have rule. There are rules. I need to look after this, this this library. I need to look after look after these books. But if you think that you can find a way to stop this, take the book and here, take my keys. And she gives you a big bundle of keys. And she says, and do what you can to try and protect the people here. I will not stand in your way unless you try and break out of here. And if you do that, let me tell you that magical lock is strong. And there are more, there are more defenses in this place than just those locks. If you try and break out, but I get an, I get annoyed that she's saying this lock is uh, impenetrable. <laughs> I get annoyed by that. <laughs> Professional Ask where, the money. Ask where yeah. the money is. Librarians. No, I don't need money. money. No, I want the challenge of breaking open the oh, lock. So I grab okay. the keys out of her hand. I'll be here, and I'm going to look through this book and see if I can find anything that helps you. For the rest of you, and she's saying to the the whole the group, including like the Catwoman, just everybody. I would suggest you remain in your rooms. We have food. No. We are safe. No. And try not to hum the song if you can help yourselves. And if you're not yet humming it, I suggest you remain in your rooms. You mean this? <laughs> no, <I'm joking>. <laughs> <laughs> I say no, and then I tell everyone that we're going to go on an adventure and we're going to go fix it. Okay, great. So she suggested that you go down into what was called the Firefly Room, yep. uh, which is a room on the second floor that you saw on the first day when you passed through. It's the room that Crinkle keeps coming out of with his jars full, with her jars full of fireflies that she's using to light up the the areas of the cellar. Where is the um, dead body located? <laughs> Great question. <laughs> Wonderful, timely question. The dead body is located in the avowed quarters. And so far, because of the panic, everybody is still in the main oh, library awesome. area. Just leave him there, right there in place. She has, however, told everyone to go back to their rooms. That's all right. You're the first... You're the first ones to leave. So. I kick him as we pass his body. <laughs> okay. Uh, to right. what? <laughs> I just kick his body. Try and move him into a more inconspicuous yeah. area so no I, one picks I up on him. Otherwise, everyone in here is going to get uh, a little bit mad that we've killed an can, old guy. Can I pick up his body with everybody else and knowingly yes. put him in a bedroom where I know someone will find him? <laughs> <laughs> Which bedroom are you going to pick? Uh, the, the headmaster one. In the head librarian's room? Yeah. 
I mean, she's given you her keys, so you do actually have access to all of the rooms. I can I, I can I attach a note to him that says, <laughs> "I had a heart attack." <laughs> <laughs> Written down. So no, hang on. Let me understand this. So y your plan is that she's going to walk into her locked room and find a man who doesn't have keys to that room's dead body inside it with a on his her bed with a handwritten note in somebody else's handwriting that says, I had a heart attack. Am I getting that right? Yeah. Great. Wonderful. You do that. All right. You, you make your way into her personal bedroom, again, with keys that she knows she gave to you, and you put his dead body on her bed. You write a little message, and you leave it there. And as you head out into the library proper, you realize, unfortunately, uh, a horrifying discovery. Uh, and um, and Jani, you too, which is that both mm -hmm. of you are now humming the same song. Now, all four members of the cool, handsome, funny, smart adventures guild have succeeded in killing a librarian, very badly disposing the body, and catching a magical malady that seems to be running through Candlekeep. Let's see how long you go before they find out you killed a librarian. <clears throat> you make your way down into the Firefly room and the door is locked, but you can see the um, that the key that you were given by Vanya works as you work your way um, through the bindery and into the Firefly room. Uh, this room is awash with the glow of thousands of fireflies, luminescent insects flitting around inside huge wall-to-wall uh, -wall glass terrariums that are on both sides of the room that Crinkle looks after and keeps a vast ecology of fireflies alive in while there are shelves full of uh, wooden boxes full of a kind of, I guess, liquid nutrient paste that he uses to feed the insects. Otherwise, you can see Crinkle's tools and his um, some of his personal effects scattered around another one of the big hooked poles that he uses there may be more that like more studious investigation will find but that's what you see at first mm. i might um yeah i might uh investigate a little further yeah I, great. I believe i was the first to enter the room yeah make a little investigation check oh five. Oh god babe <laughs> i'm getting them all out before we get into an encounter uh okay great that's a five i'm gonna let mm. you have advantage on that because presumably serenade and jenny are sort of helping Yes, and not just they're actually, staring at that you with is a horror. very good thought to have. Yes, we're so all now, I've just rolled an 18, so... Yes! Oh, there you go. That's a little bit better. All yeah. right. <laughs> so you make... Um, you start searching the room, and you suddenly realize that you think you can hear something at the far yeah. end of the room. Um, it seems just behind the stones at the far... Behind the furthest back terrarium, there is what sounds like a kind of scratching whispering noise i'm gonna i'm gonna like uh kind of hint towards it and slowly make my way over there okay you reach you realize that it's the stone back the back wall of a terrarium that is full of fireflies and firefly larvae sort of rub, wriggling mm. grubs all around the floor of the terrarium and it's just thick with these glowing insects that are flying around in a state of some agitation and it looks like there is a kind of loose flagstone in the back of the terrarium um i'm gonna need someone with longer arms to come over here and grab it <laughs> hey! Probably are. i walk yeah. forward all brave and i say i ain't afraid of no bugs and i reach forward and grab the flagstone 
So in that case, Kaskin reaches for into the into it and pulls at the stone. And as he does, there is a burst of flame as a skull oh. Uh, flies out from the space uh, along with a couple of bones it has to be said but the skull it um as it reaches into the um falls into the glow worms it's there's a burst of fire Ooh. inside its eye sockets and it flies upright as a flame skull and bites at caskin a caskin make for me a dexterity save oh it's gonna be a big save <laughs> yes! I hit a 17. All right, you re you managed to pull your hand back at the last second and avoid a bite from the flame skull. But it spills, um, smashes out of the terrarium as you unnecessarily backflip across <laughs> the wooden tiles of the room. And it smashes the side and glowworms go everywhere, obscuring everyone's visions as the flame skull jumps out. And you can see that it is not just humming, but in fact singing in a mocking nasally voice lyrics to the same tune that you heard before as we go into combat. So Ooh, it's time to start God. rolling well. Does everyone quickly roll some initiative and let me know what you get. 15. Oh, there it is. Oh yes, I hit a 20. Oh, now we're talking. These are good. I got 20. Oh, we well both done. got 20. Yep, which means you're gonna act at the same time. Oh, okay. Oh, let's go. <laughs> okay, you go first. No, you go first. You go first. That's All scary. Right. Um, <laughs> so, so. Uh, Lufu, what did you get? Sorry, Lufu? 11. 11. Okay, great. So, yes, you both go first and you both go immediately. So, what exactly do I see in front of me? A floating flame skull? There's a, yes, and there is glowworms pouring out of its mouth and its eye sockets on fire every time it sort of spins around. It has these kind of ghostly flame-like wings that are propelling it, jerking it around like it's a puppet around the room. Can I kick up my um, uh, spear? Um, no, actually my javelin. And yeah. I'm gonna, spear. I'm gonna throw my javelin straight at it as hard as I can. Excellent. All right, make for me an attack. So to hit, I hit a um twenty three. Yeah, um, that'll hit. Damage, I hit a three plus three uh for six. Yeah, great. So you take it. Um, it uh, flies backwards, shards of bone hitting it as the javelin embeds itself on the side of the wall. But the flame skull is still up and about as it turns around, zipping around, spitting little bolts of fire out. While it's moving, Serenade, you get to go as well. Uh, can I use the second level sleep? You like can. Sleep or... will often not work on like creatures no, of on pure flying... magic like this. What about the hold person one, like paralysis? But yeah, it's you not could... technically a humanoid though. Uh, no, it's but but I know I'll let you do that. That's fine. Do I just what do I roll for it? Or the hold person, I think actually it has to make a saving throw, wisdom saving throw, DC fourteen, which it um it succeeds, but it's slowing down. So you zap it with some magical power, and it start its speed is reduced slightly. That's but, okay. good enough. For me. Um, <laughs> but it's not entirely <laughs> paralyzed. It does however mean that the next person that attacks is going to get advantage, Huge. and the next person is Yark. And advantage Yark usually means you can do a sneak attack. Yes. It does, um, and I'm gonna I'm gonna use I'm gonna use that advantage, believe it or not. Uh, and I'm gonna pull out my crossbow, um, yeah, and try and, and and sneak around and and try and get a good angle on it. Okay, um, so it's easy to get a good angle because Serenade is sort of holding it to the wall with a beam of magic from her hand, so you can make a sneak attack with advantage. Okay, that's a ten. All right, let's get a little bit bigger than that. Ten is not ten is not good enough. <laughs> oh, it's a six. Okay, literally the lowest one I could have got. Yark has spent a year practicing with his pump action hand crossbow, freaks out, gets kind of performance anxiety, trying to track a paralyzed skull that is being held in place by a bard, fails, unless 
I will say, unless Serenade is also aid using her bardic inspiration to aid you. Can I? You are this. singing. You are yes. singing because yes, you are it. magically forced to sing. Yes, I'm so, singing. All right. Yuck. That means you get to roll one extra six-sided dice. I'll, do you want oh, me to do six it? Six-sided die. Yeah, you roll it. I've got it for you. So if <laughs> I roll, if it rolls a four or more, then that means your sneak attack actually hit. I did mm -hmm. roll a four, which means thank that God. you have actually hit, but only because of Serenade's song. Yes. Oh, thank God. But that's one of your four um, for the adventure, Serenade. Mm -hmm. That's one of your four inspirations. Okay, I'll mark it. Save them for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she let you fail in your own time. Is it Jenny's turn? Oh, yeah, it's my turn. I'm just waiting for the damage from Yark. Oh, okay. oh. and the damage is nine. Whoa! Nine. Is, is the, and that's not even including your sneak attack damage, which is another seven. Uh, so you do 16. Yes. Oh, headshot. Yeah, absolute literal headshot, because that's all there is. And the flame skull smashes back in its jaw, pings off it. But instead of uh, looking like it can't bite, you just see pure spectral ghostly flame where the jaw used to be as dead glowworm larvae fall down like burning rain from inside us as it shakes off the whole person's skill uh, spell and di dives towards Janny. Janny, you've got a second to react if you want before it attacks. Dodge, dodge. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't. You can actually, you can, you can use your ability, your, your turn to dodge. Uh, it gives you a bonus on defense. But you can also attack it or do cast a spell if you want. It's coming at me, isn't it? Oh my god! I don't want to. I don't get hurt. It will. Really it will attack you right after. Right after your turn. Oh. Um. Oh. Well, wait. <laughs> wait. Yeah, is it a melee? It will be in melee range. Yeah. It's can coming I use in... my armor of Agathis? 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 Yeah. You can yeah. cast. <laughs> you can cast armor of Agathis if you want. So that means that you'll gain bonus hit points, and if it attacks you, it'll take damage. Is that what you want to do? Yeah. yeah. All right, great. So as it dives towards you, um, Jenny very quickly falls back and with her hands performs a quick, um, almost faster than you can see Carter, as her body turns ice blue just seconds before the flame skull attacks her and tries to bite into her. It seems like frost glitters off her dress and oh. it attacks you with um, spitting fire at you as it tries to bite even without its jaw. And it attacks you, Jenny, and you take, let's see, 3d6 fire damage. So the first time it attacks you, you take what would be nine damage, but is only four because of your armor of Agathus, as your armor shatters into shards of ice that bite back at it, damaging it as it attacks you. It spins around in pain and it spits a globule of fire at Kaskin as well. Kaskin, it's a <laughs> it's a critical hit. I'm oh, afraid. I'm rolling, I'm rolling great. I don't know about you guys. What? And it rolls. You take nine <laughs> points of damage, uh, which becomes eighteen hit points oh worth of damage. Oh, <laughs> that was me. That would be awful. <laughs> oh my quite... god! I just lost half my health. But Kaskin, that only makes you madder, and it's your turn. I get out my um my po I, I'm gonna use my cursed spear, and I activate special anime move, and I run towards it. Okay. Um, All right. Running towards it, and I'm gonna attack once, and then I'm yep. also gonna use my bonus attack polar master bonus and attack again straight away. Wonderful. Boom boom, spinning around. I'm spinning. I look badass. Just letting everyone know. Like a little oh, ballerina. In yeah, kind of like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hit a 25 to hit. That'll do it. Inexplicably, the room goes into like 16 nine. Uh, resolution and yep. like 
lines of power and energy fly off Kaskin as the camera whips around him as he spins around with his cursed spear and flies at the flame skull, um, burying it deep into the back of the skull. How much damage, Kaskin? I will roll now. I roll a um, eight on the first hit. And yep. then on the second, the second one hit, has to hit as well. Oh, the second one has to hit as well. Oh, come on! Yes, I rolled a uh, 20 and I hit a seven for damage. Oh. All right. As Kaskin oh. <laughs> drives his spear into the back of the skull, like a pincushion into the wall, stabbing through it as the skull screams the song that it has been singing this entire time in Kaskin's face. And for the first time, you start to make out the lyrics and then it starts to slow down and it continues as it continues to sing the song as the fire inside it dies slowly until it is just a skull pinned against the wall, but giving you all time to hear as it sings to the rhyme again and again as the, as the music. And for now you hear the words for the first time, um, which uh, the skull is singing to you as it sings. See a mother scything wheat, forgotten husband sleeping near. With one swing, he took his feet with another took his ear. Does the shadow have a name, Shemshine? Causes grief, avoids the blame, Shemshine. See, a dog knows how to heal, never heeds plea nor command. Mother gives a tasty meal. Dog chose instead to eat her hand. Does the shadow have a name, Shemshine? Causes grief, avoids the blame, Shemshine. And Jenny, as you hear this, you find yourself back in the dream, looking at a dog collar on the floor, a grave by the side of a mill, a burnt down mill a brackish river by the side of the mill. Um, see the sun doing his chores, washing clothes for folk in town, fell into the river's roar, sank to the bottom and drowned. Did the shadow have a name, Shemshime? Causes grief, avoids the blame, Shemshime. And with that, the skull finally, the fire inside it burns out as it falls to the ground as Kaskin pulls back his spear. And then I spit on it. <laughs> <laughs> spit, on oh, spit on it that's for burning me worth 18 damage little bastard now you're so you are quite hurt but you have managed to um access this room inside the fire and as you sort of dig around inside it you see that there are bones there is what looks like a filthy old very old that falls apart almost instantly as you touch it um avowed robe and there someone has tightly packed the skeletons of two different um people it seems inside this little oubliette that's cut into the back of the firefly rookery uh, and you can also see that there's a couple of items that you pull out as well there's a dusty old ledger uh, a book and there is what looks like a necklace of wire with metal discs on it i reckon i can can i pick up the the books and throw one to uh serenade and one to Janny, and then i look at yark and i say put the put the human bones in your in in your bag um and take the necklace because we've got to take it to the windmill i i understand the quest already i figured out i, <laughs> pick, up, I pick up only the necklace i am stuffing the human remains into my backpack so 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 the necklace. So Yaka gets the necklace. Mm -hmm. you, you you fill your backpack full <laughs> bones. of bones. Yeah, and <laughs> and fireflies and bits of skull because it's yeah. everywhere. And as you make your way back out, now I need for all of you to make for me some charisma saving throws for witnessing that. So can everybody make a DC fifteen 
which means you have to get 15 or higher. Mm. Charisma save. No! Can we roll again? <laughs> no, you I'll can't. Find that, sorry. Saving throws are just, just a. a, a oh wait, I rolled the wrong one. Oh, I rolled the wrong one. I'll roll again. It's okay, don't worry about it, because I can work out from your three what you would have rolled. God damn it! And then I just rolled a seven anyway. Just... <laughs> I got 17. Yuck and Kaskin failed. Uh, Lisa succeeded. Jani, what did you get? 24. 24, okay. So, so colors for you. The girls <laughs> ruled, the guys drooled, and, and suddenly as you are walking, you realize that as bad as it was to not sing not to hum the music, now that you know the lyrics, you just find it impossible to not start singing under your breath, does the shadow have a name, Shemshaim, causes grief, avoids the blame, Shemshaim. And as you sing it, you, it actually starts to manifest in your minds and mouths as a real tension, as you feel like every time you're singing at a tiny bit of a terrible tension inside you is being released, but instead of making you feel better, it's just making you feel more and more dread. But it's com it's so compelling that you find it impossible not to do it. And as you do it, you what the two of you don't notice something else is happening. And now, Jani and Serenade, can you quickly make for me perception checks? <clears throat> After you. <laughs> oh no! Jani rolled a three. Oh, I got a seven. Oh, oh god! On oh, an eight. Red. Sorry, an eight. All right. <laughs> Unnerved as you are by the fact that the two guys are singing, you don't think too much of it. And you, as you walk with them towards the bindery, and as you go around the corner simultaneously, without even realizing that they're doing it, Kaskin and Yark suddenly step forward, raise their weapons, and one of them attacks you each. So Kaskin, can you attack Serenade for me with your spear? No! Yark, I need you to do a sneak attack on Jenny. Oh my yes. god! Oh, I can't no any stupid spear. Oh my god. I got a 24. Oh, oh now my... you roll well. Oh, <laughs> oh my I, god. I only hit a 10. Thank god. Kaskin attacking Sar Serenade misses. Uh, Jenny, unfortunately. <laughs> 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 and it's because my, my will is more powerful than Yark's as well. Now, that's part of the war too. You were at maximum hit points because you'd had a sleep the night before. So you were actually at 19 hit points. But no, no, I got hit. Did you get hit in this adventure? Yeah, no, no, yeah, no, 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 your okay. armor shattered. You, you, you only got oh, hit Oh, yeah, but then I, I took four, yeah, yeah, yeah. You oh. took four, so, you, so you're on 15 hit points. How yeah. much damage did you do, Yark? <laughs> I just did eight. Did you count your sneak attack damage? No. Oh! Uh, in that case. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Dude, you do another six. No, you do another six points of damage, which is 14. So, Jenny, you're down to one hit point as you spin around and you see that Yark, with his eyes narrowing, is standing there and he's just fired two crossbow bolts into the back of your shoulder. At the same time, Kaskin, who's singing the song mechanically now, is holding his spear as he dives forward at Serenade, who at the last minute spins around and is able to block the spear and knock it to the side. Damn, I got moves. <laughs> now you get uh, Jenny and Serenade. You both have a chance to perform an action if you want. Uh, can I heal? Like AOE heal? Uh, yes, you can. You can cast Healing Word. Yeah, I'd like to do that. All right, okay. that will take your whole action. Are you have? Oh no, that's a bonus action. So you will. I have you can... three slots for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so Healing Word will be free, which okay. means that you're going to cast that immediately and yeah. do. Um, a creature of your choice that you can see will regain 2d4 plus 4 hit points. So who are you healing with that word? Um, Jenny. 
Yeah, okay. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you cast that, and you, Jenny, you take eleven points of life back. Thank you. So you're back um, to twelve hit points. So who are we versing? Are we you're defending us from those two? Wake us up! We, wait, wake me up! They're both magically enchanted at the moment. Okay, so uh, now. This is the problem. What Serenade. <laughs> Serenade, it's still your action. Healing word is a bonus action. So you still have one more thing you can do if you want. Um, can I put both of them to sleep? The enemy like uh like Yak and um or... No, I'm yeah, I think we'll we'll I'll allow Which that. maybe just like hold person then, just like paralyze them so they don't attack us anymore because <laughs> I'm scared. I think that's more fair because that's a lot to cast in one turn. Um, okay. but I think but but hold person I think is more is, is better so okay. you, that, but that will only work on one of them okay so who um, I... hold down um, the deadliest yeah, one because yes. he was he did more damage mm -hmm. how do you feel about that caskin how do you feel about being the beta threat should have woke me up so she's I not even worried about you i'll pin you, him mate. down i'll pin him down <laughs> i'll pin him down you wait till my attacks actually hit wait okay. no that... <laughs> all right make a wisdom saving throw for me and you probably want to fail this one yark <laughs> oh, I, I don't plan on it <laughs> I got a 14. <laughs> oh All right, you're lucky there. The DC is 14. Oh. So I'll, we'll call that a hold. So you are um, thrown against the wall by a beam of light that comes from Serenade's hands, and your eyes, as the shock of hitting the wall hits you, your eyes snap open. And Janny and Serenade, oh. you both realize that it seems like damage wakes them up. Oh. So oh. Uh, although the, the hold person doesn't completely hold you, they impact of it wakes you up oh. and the next one up is jenny so you're saying damage <laughs> <laughs> wakes them up well well oh, see what i have it. here i have a cloud of daggers no. i have a huge hand i have <laughs> oh no i don't want him to stay burning that would be mean wouldn't it he moves oh. so small can I You're... like? Oh, I got a hammer. Can I just hammer his head? <laughs> you you can, but if you miss him, it's not going to wake him up. That's all. Uh, but you can give it a go. Just oh, you're not low. You're half. I was low. I'm eighteen. Maybe you need to feel like what it's like to be on one health. I will tell I you. Change my mind. Cloud of daggers. Go. Oh, oh my god! Cloud of daggers. Me. Whipping her hands around into shapes of knives. Suddenly, you find yourself in the center of a storm of spectral daggers Ooh. that are whipping and cutting around you. Make for me quickly a. Um, ooh. I don't think you actually even get to roll to save. That's a great oh. spell. Oh. So, oh. <laughs> yeah, so Kaskin, on the start of your turn, you take 4d4 damage from Cloud of Daggers, which is uh, four, 13 points of damage. Oh my what? You are cutting your legs, your arms, and one of them whips past, giving you a cool scar just above Ooh. your eye. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> and also, and also, another one whips around and just cuts your mustache right off your face. Oh, so you get a killer shave. <laughs> oh my god! Then I wake up and I like look around and I see my mustache on the um on the floor and I, I get down to my knees. And I just start crying, like I'm just crying a lot. <laughs> and then I get up, wipe my tears away, say, "Oh well, cool scar." And I, I look at Jenny, I give her a little thumbs up. I, I walk back <laughs> over and say, "Where did, where did Caskin go?" Just confused. He's just gone. Because I, oh, yeah. he's unrecognizable by the moustache gone. So. <laughs> you're a dwarf. You don't wreck yet. If humans change their hairstyle, you cannot recognize. Yeah, you all look the same to me. It's me, Yuck! It's me. 
Get off me, stranger. And I pick him up like a baby and I shake him. Oh. He doesn't do that. No, kiss him off for you. He doesn't do that either. <laughs> okay, wonderful. Now, uh, for a you. moment, it seems that you are, all of you are calm again, but there, you know that at any moment, the song will start taking control of you. And you can hear now what seems like thumping and fighting happening downstairs that suggests that you aren't the only ones that have been afflicted in this way. Now, you can quickly take some healing if you want. Yeah. Thank God we killed the uh, the old man earlier. Yeah, thank God. We woken we up and gotten possessed. Uh -oh. <laughs> no, because I was going to say he might have got possessed by the song. So True. We would have had to kill him anyway. So <laughs> we were actually smart in killing him. We take a short, uh, long rest. You can't, you can't take a short, long <laughs> you mean rest. You going to sit we'll here. Take, we'll take a long one. When I said that you can heal, I mean that, for instance, Yark, you can take your second wind. If you want, and I feel you... fine. I, I've, I've. Oh, no sorry, no, no, you don't have second wind, so Caskin can take second wind. Yeah. Or if you ask Serenade, perhaps Serenade will cast. What does second wind do? Sorry, it's once a day. How much health will I get? It's, it's not a huge. Oh, amount. there it is. I think it's um one d ten plus four. That will be it. Yep, that looks so right. So that's fourteen. Um, well, if you roll a perfect score, it is Caskin. Oh no! How do I? It won't <laughs> let me roll it though. It just says. Oh, it's okay. I'll do it for you. Okay. Um, so it's I've got real dice here, so that's all good. Um, so you roll a four plus four is eight. You take eight hit points back. And now and... Serenade will heal me. <laughs> will she? <laughs> well, I, I kind of like, because he missed and then he was possessed, I, I'll heal him. Oh, <laughs> wow. Anyone that Serenade heals takes an extra ten hit points of, um, of healing back. Oh, so I think. Jenny, was it? Jenny? So then she gets plus 10 as well? Um, no, Jenny, yeah. that was a different spell that you'd ah. already cast. So you could cast Cure Wounds on everybody if you want. You've got three slots left, but that would be the rest of your first level slots. Mm, I'll just heal. Uh, I'll just heal one then. Caskin. Yeah, just heal yeah, Maybe just cast heal. that twice on me. <laughs> and then I'll be max health again. That'd be really cool. I'll, <laughs> just, planning... is it... I'll just do, uh, yeah, Caskin. Does it Cure Wounds? Yeah, kill wins. Yeah, I'd like I'm to all good that. again. I'm 23 out of 36. This is great. All right. So you make your way uh, into, I think you said the bindery, the room where the tapestries were displayed. Yep. Yep. What did you want to do here? What was your What was your plan? You said you'd solved the mystery. Yeah. Not to put, not to put you on the spot, but uh, you said it was solved. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so, so what exactly is in front of me exactly? So there is this room has a bunch of desks where the avowed repair books that need repair, or for books that are too far gone, they transcribe them. Um, in, this is how the library keeps the books together. This is also where they repair the tapestries. No, this and... isn't where the bones go. And I'm shaking my head and I say, no, 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 this isn't where we dump the bones. We dump the bones near the dog collar. The dog collar was in, in a, a dream. dream. Yep. So... Well, I'm waiting to see it. Do you, do you, even, do you <laughs> even know about the dog collar? No, 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 no. Uh, Lufu's character explained it. Okay. About the dream. I just turn around and say, we, we got to dump it near the dog collar when the demon man comes. In the dream. Yeah, when in the dream. When he'll, it'll, it'll show up. So you're going to go to sleep? Am I understanding that right? <laughs> no, I'm ready to fight. Let's fight someone else. <laughs> I can see. He motions for everybody to lie down and go to bed. <laughs> just, I, I'm not understanding. <laughs> I don't think anyone's really understanding this. Okay, so so you're going to head back into the library. You don't want to stay in the in the bindery? Depends what the nerds think. Janny, uh, Serenade, what do you see? What are you doing? 
Make an because you're back because you've made the trouble of coming back into the room. You can make an investigation check. Someone can make it with advantage for the group. I'll do it. Investigation. I hit a. You have the weakest investigation. I hit a seven. I roll yes. again. Of course. I hit a bad. seventeen. Oh. Ooh. Congratulations. Stumbles All right. over something. Yeah. Well done. So you do. Yeah, you do. You you find a book. And the book is a ledger of all of the repair work that is being done in the um, of books in the room. And you can see that it's sitting on a bench that has three other books that are in various states of repair, sort of like the covers are being replaced, pages are being um, redone and then that kind of thing. And this ledger um, describes the works that are currently being repaired. And it's it lists four books, Festivals and festivities of ancient Cormier, replace cover. Living a dream, three years among stone giants, replace cover. Shemshime's bedtime rhyme, that replace one. spine. When I see that one, I say that one, and I point to that one, and I start reading that. Well, there's only three books on the table. Shemshime. And those no, those books. How to read? <laughs> no. Now, now, Kaskin isn't a barbarian, which means that he does know how to read. Only barbarians don't know how to read. But the, as I said, there are only three books there. So the book has been removed by someone. Shemshine but you, But now you have a name for the book. There's a book that was meant to be repaired in this room called Shemshime's Damn. Bedtime Rhyme. I turn around and I say to everyone, we got to look for a book called Shemshime Bedtime Rhyme because Jenny had a spooky ass dream about it. We got to find <laughs> it. So We need to look for exactly one thing, says a voice. What the hell a very that? tight panicked voice in the doorway and you turn around and you can see that the tabaxi sage who is now standing and she, she, her claws are um are out and her eyes are tight and she's shut her ears are flat and she looks very very tightly wound and she oh, says, put your bloody claws away and as we as we pan up. towards her a stray arrow narrowly misses her as i fired out of <laughs> Just you <laughs> can I can I intimidate her because she's trying to intimidate me? Can I scare her back? You can, but but first of all, just hear what she has to say, which okay. is um, which is she says we need exactly one thing. You were given a ring of keys. I am getting out of here now. Give me the keys, or on your heads be it. And she um, again pulls out her claws and scratches down the side of the door as a threat. Oh my god! I get out my great sword and I say, "Settle down, little pussy cat." And I, I'm, and I make myself look bigger than her is, and I growl like a bear. She looks at you and she um, shouts out something uh, in the druid in the druidic tongue. And as she does, she's cast Shalila as a glowing wooden quarterstaff appears um, from the stick that was, she was holding on her, in her other hand. And she says, you would threaten me? Give me the keys or I will kill you here in this library. Oh my God. She's really grinding cat She's, she's right completely, now. she's completely... <laughs> She's like mad with panic at this point. Oh. She's like, I will not die in this place. Okay, what about this? What about this? I suddenly throw down my sword and <laughs> I look into her eyes and <laughs> I say to her, relax. We're all going to make it out of here. It's all going to be okay. <laughs> just just chill out a little bit. I'm trying to ch persuade her, charm her up, you know? Okay, now when you say you throw it, you don't actually because it's cursed and stuck to your hands. You try to throw it God, and then it's just I'm shaking slackly. It. <laughs> yeah, you're sort of shaking it around below <laughs> you. But make for me with disadvantage because oh, this uh, this is a tabaxi. They are already unhappy being underground and she's reached her snapping point. 
So make a persuasion check. Oh, I hit a 17. Oh, With disadvantage, so you need to roll. You need oh, to roll again. Oh, no. I'm Come sorry. on. 18. Oh. oh. <laughs> this it's, why is it that Caskin can pull out the charm when he needs to? She looks and she calms down a little bit and she's like, we will all be dead. You heard what the librarian said. If we stay here, we will all be dead. Like what happened to that village? We have already, to get out of here. I'm already no. dead on the inside. <laughs> I looked at Yara and said, you're freaking her out. You're scaring her. <laughs> just, just relax. Put your claws away. We are your friend, not your foe. Wait, can what? I prack up and ask what village? Oh, good. Like, what do you mean? Like, what what type of... Which Did village? Can you tell it, us more? Was it already after you'd left the, li left the library? The, the senior librarian, she said that a travelling merchant had come from a village where the singing malady originated, and he brought it to Candlekeep, and that everyone in that village had died. Do you know and much about this village, or it's just that's all the knowledge you have? Uh, you no, know, it was a small town... She had a map. Um, it's just in the library. We can go there yeah. if you want. Yes. Please bring okay. us to where the map is. All right. So she, she, she walks with you and she's slightly, she's very much on edge. Anything will s make her snap again. But she's been calmed by Kaskin's calming tone and serenade. <laughs> oh, if you say so. <laughs> and serenades questions. And you can see that the head librarian is gone, but the book is still there and she's laid it out next to a huge map of the Sword Coast and far to the northeast near a, a dwarven city that you would know, uh, Yark called Mirabar, there is a small village called Darkshire that she's circled. And she's like... Ah, uh, yes. Uh, I do know this place. Yes. Yeah. So Dark <laughs> Darkshire was a was a village that disappeared hundreds of years ago, but is still on a lot of maps. And you would recognize it, Yark. I do. I do recognize it. Uh, Aha! Yes, look at that. <laughs> <laughs> it's by yeah, it's by a river. Um... <laughs> All right. As you are looking at this, the you it get you're all leaning in, leaning in because the light is quite low in here, and you realize it's substantially lower than it was last night, and it's getting colder as well. And you suddenly realize that the temperature is starting to plummet in the room. This is when I pull out my blanket from my bag and wrap it around me. <laughs> okay, you, on to. <laughs> Yark feels fantastic. Yark's having a wonderful time. Yark is prepared. Yark knows how to, know how to go to an adventure. I have a thought of killing the cat woman and using her fur uh, around me for warmth. Is it just a thought? Is it's it just, just a thought? It's just a thought, but I'm also very tempted to kill it. While this is happening, Janny, can you make an intelligence test for me? So 13. 13, okay. You um, have been trying this whole time to not sing the song, and it's particularly important that you don't, because as not just a Kalashtar, but also as a warlock, you are particularly attuned to this kind of shadow magic, and it is particularly powerful when it manifests itself through you. So you've been holding your tongue, literally trying to stop yourself from singing these words. But as you lean in and you're trying to take in the map, you under your breath, you suddenly, unfortunately, hear yourself say the word Shemshine again. And when you look up, you realize that your friends all look like they're made of smoke, like they're kind of ghostly and translucent. And beyond the smoke, it seems that you are standing outside the ruined tower again. We're going to have to oh kill her. God. We're going to have to kill Janine. She's possessed. <laughs> but we're made of smoke now, so we can't. 
<laughs> none of you have none of you have yet noticed this because you're all kind of studying the map and then looking back at Yark who keeps sort of pounding the table as if he's trying to suggest that he's worked something out but he he hasn't worked anything yeah. out and it's getting embarrassing <laughs> what, what do you what do you what do you want to do do you want to try and sort of snap out of it do you want to uh, do you want to walk away from the table do you want to maybe look around and what okay make a perception check for me uh, seven so you you have a quick you sort of look around and you and you start realizing for seven you notice that this seems to correspond to the story and the rhyme. You can see that there's a, a wooden block with a bloody axe sitting next to the uh, mill. You can see that there is by the millstone there is a collar and a chain of, of a rabbit dog that's been put down, and there is a little basket of laundry and a pair of boys' shoes by the water of all the people that had died inside the rhyme. But you. For seven, you don't notice anything else except that you suddenly get this unearing sensation again that although none of the others can see you in this sort of smoky state, that there is a very tall figure who's standing inside the mill and that he's looking at you and he's starting to walk slowly towards you. Oh, God. Oh, no. That's what Kaskin would do. Should I, should I get out of the state? Like... Now, at this point, you can make for me one more intelligence save with okay. advantage because okay. you, you've been in it for a while now. Mm, uh, 20. You... Blink your eyes and clear and at the last minute you managed to, you realize that you've started reciting the story again and you notice two things the, as you're reciting it the figure the tall figure is walking in the tempo of your rhyme so the faster you recite it the faster it walks and as you stop reciting it it stands still and with that as you as you clear the smoke and you find yourself back in the room for a second you realize you think you can see peeking beside the ta the old ruined mill you can see a girl in a white dress who is holding what looks like a brass covered book and then you snap awake again. Yo, what was that, Janny? I've noticed that Janny was <laughs> She just mumbles, okay. Everybody, everybody, everybody notices that Janny takes a huge breath and and snaps awake again. Um, I say, you weird as hell. Are you all right? Do you want to listen to what I heard? Yeah, you tell want to call me weird, saw. huh? T tell us what you saw, tell us what you saw. And then she explains it. Because <laughs> I just listened to it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Great. So she she quickly explains the dream to you. Wow. That was that's, that's a lot. That's a lot yeah, to take in. Let's get. I want to fight the boss. I and then I say that was that was the girl I saw earlier. Oh my that, god. The others yeah. haven't seen this girl before. So Yak tells you that he's that he saw a girl standing. Um, the girl you're describing reminds me of the girl I saw earlier that I got the dolls from. Uh, the cat woman who you're standing with says, um, a, 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 a girl, did you say that? That would be Gailby Smallstone. She's, um, Ebdra Smallstone's daughter, the junior sage. You would have seen him, an old man with white hair. She's his only daughter. Oh, fuck. By the way, where is Ebdra? <laughs> Um, oh. I think he was resting in this room last time oh, we saw him. Oh, god damn it. I have no reason to believe you're lying. Okay, wonderful. <laughs> but she, oh. has her own, she has her own rooms down by the worm trail. We should go to her room. Let's go to her oh. room. We're going to kill the camera. How close is that in proximity to his room? Oh, it's his... just, I guess we, you're right. We could check in on him as well. No, oh, I mean, up. he's god. sleeping. So. Sleeping, well, well, I mean, you don't want to wake him up. Yeah, so I mean, yeah, maybe yeah. just Yark can I want to check actually, on him real actually, quick. Yeah. The rest of us yeah. should yeah. Yeah. Change your mind. We lead the Catwoman to, to the guy's door. <laughs> um, and we want her to knock. And, we say, and I say to the Catwoman, do, can, can we do that? 
I yeah. used my sleight of hand to like get into the room and close it before. Wait, before wait, they no, heard I've got us. an idea. We're gonna get them. Wait. Okay, no, I, I'm, I'm confused. Kill, kill. Do you want to go and see Gailby, the, the child, or do you want to see Ebda, her father? Let's go see the child. The father. Okay, no, well. We're not the father. <laughs> and we all need to see the father. I want to see a reaction. No. <laughs> all right, we'll tell you what. Let's go see the child first, okay, and yeah, we can yes. go and see the father afterwards. Yeah. So. And she's so she and as she does, she explains. So Gailby, Gailby's parents both worked here in the uh, cellars even before, long before I came here to study. Uh, the the mother, sad business, died last summer. Uh, Gailby's sort of um, has been in a room by herself since then. She's a good kid, but mostly looks after herself. And as she gets to the door, she she, she knocks and says, "Gailby, are you in there?" And there is just quiet coming in the room until you hear suddenly a high pitched child's voice um singing almost mechanically shemshime's bedtime rhyme i kicked down the door inside right. you can see a chill obviously a children's bedroom unmade bed piles of clothes a writing desk in the corner with a little dragon marionette on top of it and covered in what looks like hand-drawn pictures and um otherwise it seems as you as the door slams open you think you see for a second um a figure Ooh. of what looks like a little girl and then it clears as smoke as smoke and dissipates and the room is otherwise oh, empty oh, i was gonna kill the child um <laughs> don't worry cray maybe you'll get to kill the child yeah! later <laughs> <laughs> um, i know you want to kill that child i push jenny in first because she's freaky i push right. jenny into the room first she goes in first all right, Janny, you walk into the room and you're standing by the drawings and the uh, on the um, writing desk in the center of the room. The what do you room see, Janny? Very cold. What's um, in there? So I'm looking at the drawings to see if there's any clues to where uh, right. we can go. The drawings are um, done in loud colored paint in the like in a child's style, and they sh are very crudely drawn. One of them shows a man whose feet have been cut off with blood spurting from his ankles. Another shows a a young boy uh, wound up in clothes that are tangled in the bottom of a riverbed, desperately trying to reach the surface. And another it shows a woman cowering with a stump on her hand while a dog on a chain stands in front of her with a stake oh on a plate in her feet. Oh. Um, and all, in all of the drawings, you can see that there is what looks like just and on the you know to the side of the drawing by a tree or just in the background is what looks like a very tall black silhouette of a man or a sort of humanoid creature with very long arms and very long legs so it's different oh places God. but but there's oh, it's in, in each of the pictures yeah it's in, but okay um and the the child's nowhere around is uh make for me because make for me a Again, because of your sort of Warlock Kalashtar connection, just make for me an Arcana check, we'll call it. It's not, yeah, we'll call it Arcana. Oh, 12. <laughs> <laughs> right. Sorry, 11, sorry. 11. <laughs> uh, you could, all right, so, so the, no, the child, it doesn't seem to be in the room, but you do get a sense that the child uh, is sort of phasing in and out in a way that's similar to the way that you were seconds ago but at a 13 you know you're not quite sure how to bring the child back into the room signal everyone else to come in use your magic <laughs> i say i'm not stepping inside that room 
Oh, hell no. <laughs> it's too cold, is that why? Uh, I'm, not, yeah, I'm chilly, yeah. So I don't want to get exhausted hmm. again. I'm what about the bard? What's your name? Serena or something? I step in and I also investigate the room. Can I yep. roll a perception? Yeah, you can make, a, make an investigation check investigation. if you want. Investigation? Oh, damn. It's only seven. <laughs> God, it's like right. you... Oh, ten. It's ten. ten. The mages yeah. suck. <laughs> Seems like the only things people are good at is when they're... Is it killing yeah. each other? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, in that case, uh, so you're both inside the room and the boys are sort of like very heroically hiding behind the door, too scared to go into the room, <laughs> staring into it, which means I need both the boys to make for me a perception check of their own. Damn it. Five. I got a 19. Whoa! Caskin mm-hmm. completely misses this, but Baz, you suddenly, the small hairs on the back of your neck stand upright and you turn around and look down the worm tunnel, uh, that very, very dark, badly lit tunnel that leads into this area. And you can see about 15 feet down the tunnel, there are three figures. Two of them look like shadows of men standing at attention, and by their feet and legs is a small figure of a girl in a white dress and she's holding a book with a brass cover. That's oh my god. It's, I found the girl, she's she's down here. Wait, where, where is the, what, what am I actually looking into? This is the corridor leading down into the area where all of the avowed's bedrooms oh, are. I kind of uh, signaled to the rest of the group um, that I've I've spotted her down this uh, corridor without trying to make too much noise. I, I, I arm myself and get prepared, prepared for panic. Now, you're trying to not break eye contact, is that right? That's correct. Okay, so I need you to make for me a dexterity check. A one, a six. Oh, oh God! God. Yeah. Plus five. I look at the lowest number possible, so I got a one. Yuck tries to. Um, I, I to... blink. I get something in my eye. You do. You basically you blink, and the moment that you blink, uh, it's like the fucking angels in Doctor Who, which is to say that the moment that your eyes blink, suddenly the two shadows are in front of you. Oh, shit. oh. They... oh damn. The girl is still where she was standing, and they both attack Yark um, um, instantly with their extra long, tangly limbs, Ah. and they attack you simultaneously. So one of them rolls a 17 for their attack. The other one misses on a 5, but the 17 is going to hit. So Yark, you take some necrotic damage as we go into combat. The I think you're going to take 9 points of damage. But also, it saps some of your strength as well. Oh. So I'm afraid to say that for this combat as well, you're going to do two less damage. Oh, no, our biggest damage dealer. Damn it. I thought that was you. No, no, I'm, I'm <laughs> tank. I'm tank. No, I, I have more health than you, actually. Completely lost confidence in himself. What? You're not the tank or the damage, mate. What the You're... fuck do I do? Man, I just <laughs> act like an idiot. You throw a spear, you flirt with barmaids, and that's about yeah. it. We're going to. That's right. You have a family. (laughs) Now, Caskin and Serenade got the highest initiative last time. We'll use the same initiative. So, Caskin and Serenade spring into action together. Let's do this again, Serenade. Yeah. High five. High five. (laughs) Are are they solids or are they? They're 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 shadow beasts. So you can attack them. Uh, you can only attack them with magical weapons, but luckily oh, for you, spear. you have a cursed spear and Serenade has a moon-touched rapier, so they both count as magical weapons. I'm going to smack him with my um, spear. That's that's number one. I'm going to smack him with that. Yeah, um, give it a good smack. I'm going to smack him. Uh, to hit, I hit a 22. 
That'll hit. And damage, I hit a uh, six plus five for 11. That's great. Okay, so you stab through and you realize that you can hurt them as they rear back and they one of them screeches in pain, looking yes. very close to collapsing. I Serenade, what do you... Sexily. <laughs> Serenade, ignoring his sexy grin, what do you do? Can I... Is it enthrall? So I kind of like charm? You can try no, to... Or, or should I just go for an attack? It's up to you. Um, I'll try to go for an attack then. So um, you, you draw your moon touch rapier as moonshine yeah. glows from its blade. Attack the one I attacked. Make sure yeah, I'll try and attack the one that, that, um... Kaskin. That Kaskin Maybe attacked. Kaskin, <laughs> Kaskin yes. Yep, Kaskin's already looking, <laughs> that one's already looking pretty damaged, so... Yeah, armor, I attacked an armor class of 12. So which, what do I have to roll? Do I... Yeah. Oh, actually I can roll it for you. Here, okay. I'll do it. It's fine. So you roll a 17, which hits. Oh. Yes! And you do... As you very quickly pepper it with um, little piercing stabs, you do yeah, six cha, cha. points of damage. Cha 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 cha. cha, cha, cha. Successfully kills as it dissipates into whiskey Ooh. smoke. Yes! The I high five Kaskin, yeah. Mm -hmm. I wink at her too at the same time. Oh. <laughs> She's a little bit charmed. Little bit. <laughs> okay. I'll roll for persuasion. I'll roll for persuasion. I roll a. I rolled a 15, that hits. Oi. Oh, well, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> she's She was definitely impressed and is less impressed as time goes on. So, <laughs> the shadow so attacks. The of my life. <laughs> <laughs> All right, the shadow turns around and attacks you, Kaskin. Uh, with its strength drain attack, it rolls a 19, which is going to hit you. Oh. So you take 2d6 plus 2 damage. And you also get the strength drain effect, unfortunately. So that means you take uh, nine points of damage, and you also will do two points less damage until the end of this. Until you get a chance for a rest, or oh. you get some kind of magical healing. Yuck! You. <laughs> <laughs> You're your own woman, Serenade. You don't... <laughs> you don't need to delegate yourself to be a hand my wife and kid anymore, Serenade. It's me and you. <laughs> it's not my um, turn yet. It's not my turn. <laughs> no, it's Yark's turn. Yark, what do you want to do? So I, I kind of get the the sense that none of my weapons are going to be uh, of any use against these like sh this last shadow guy. Um, mm. So I, I I still did pick up the necklace from earlier. Can I kind of investigate to see what if that in any way can help help me in this situation? Yeah, you can make for me a. Um, I think we'll call that. A just in we'll call it a, stra a straight intelligence check. Intelligence. Come on, Baz. Ah, I got a one. Oh, so no, you got a seven. seven. Yeah, yeah. I think it's plus. Wait, why did I? Oh no, I got a seven. No, yeah. You know what? Actually, you look at it. You turn around. It has a dwarven rune on it. So you realize it's a dwarven. Uh, these oh, these God. thin. They're thin metal plates on wire, and they have dwarven runes on them, which mm -hmm. means that you can have advantage basically. Oh, roll again. Perfect. Roll again. Take it. Take you it. Can, yeah, you get one more go. Oh, good. I got a two. Oh. Uh, well, I can't help you, Yark. <laughs> you can throw it to somebody else. So the... I, I continue to keep looking at it and refuse to give it up to somebody else. That makes sense. That means it's Janny's go. Okay. Damn it. So we're just still dealing with that one. <laughs> There's one more so, shadow. Yeah, Yark so is obsessively even, looking at You didn't an even hit it at all, did you? Because it's a shadow, so none of my attacks would have actually done anything to it. Oh, I see, I see. Um... You still don't have. You have more magic items than anybody, but you don't have a magic weapon, do you? 
No, no yeah. I've used them in various situations. <laughs> oh, don't you have your dagger? Or did you? No, you you lost it in Vanderbilt. Lost time. it. You should have put a blanket yeah. on it. Maybe. Nah, would have <laughs> gone straight through. Trust no, me, I thought about that. Trust me. Hey, All right. Work on the shadow. Yes, magic will work on the shadows. All right, let's blast him. What are you gonna blast with? My eldritch blast, man. All right, great. You make an eldritch yeah. blast attack. You just gonna beat armor class twelve. We're all gonna die. Maybe yes. Oh, <laughs> oh God. sorry. Jenny's uh, eldritch blast plinks off the shadow uh, as the little girl. Step takes a big step back and looks like she's about to try and run. She's God still damn holding it. the book. She's very much real. This is not a the goat, the smoky version of her. This oh. is this is a little girl who's standing in the corridor holding a book. Where's Kaskin? the furry? <laughs> <laughs> the tabaxi. That's a good point. The tabaxi runs forward at that point with their magical oh. shalila and misses. Are you happy, Kaskin? God what a wonderful damn character. <laughs> I'm going to show her the dead old man, and I'm going to show the kid. I what abilities do I have? I gotta have something crazy good. I gotta have. You've got you've got some abilities. You've got your um, action surge, which you've already used. You've got improved crit. Um, do you have anything? Yeah, no, no. I think yeah, yeah. You really you've got charging. You're you, you're a charger. You've got that going on. I don't you know if a charge, I want to charge. I'll probably die. Oh. <laughs> Can I try to disarm him somehow? Can I disarm this big bastard? I'll let you make an acrobatics check to run through the shadow if you want to get at the girl. Yeah, I want to grab the little kid. Yeah. Make an acrobatics check for me. Oh, Just there it is. Skills. Bonus plus four. Let's go. Oh, I hit a 22. Kaskin was always a natural acrobat. So Kaskin reaches forward, um, then bounces off the haft of his spear over the shadow's head and lands um, on his shoulder, turns it into a little tumble, and then lands on top of the girl, pinning her to the ground yes. with the book just before she's about to bolt in terror. Serenade, you go at the same time. Kill the big bastard, I scream. Um, can I just put it, try and put it to sleep so we can walk past it? Yeah, you can try and cast sleep on it if you want. Yeah, I'd like to do that, please. Roll for me, or in fact, I will roll it for okay, you. Okay, okay. Yeah, so we just need to roll. Um... It's such a weird spell, this one. It's, it's a, you roll a certain amount of hit points. Um, so you just gotta roll on top of them. So let me just quickly see. And the last shadow, I was looking at this at the same time. The shadows are immune to a lot of things, but they're not immune to sleep magic. Huge. So <laughs> what a huge presumably, get wrecked. They come from the world of dreams, I suppose. And so, well, this spell, <laughs> on a, <laughs> this spell on a normal living creature will usually put them to sleep. Something else happens to the shadows. Oh, shit. Which is, they, no, no, it's good, but they oh. start to... <laughs> They start to lose their corporeal form and they become turned into smoke. And it starts oh. to panic as it realizes it's happened, as it goes, falls back into the shadow fae, the realm of dreams, okay. and oh. it loses its connection with the prime material plane. Oh, nice. so you've essentially, you've one hit it, you've banished it from <gasps> the world. And on the, cool. on the other side, you can see Kaskin is holding the kid who is locked in terror with the book as Kaskin very carefully I'm gonna... and firmly. What does he do? <laughs> I, I'm, I'm going to take the book and reek it out of her hands and throw it over my shoulder and walk back to the group. Who are you throwing the, the book to? No, no, I'm just going to take the take the book. I'm going to throw the little kid over my shoulder. I'm going to walk back over and I'm going to give the book to Janny and say, fix it. <laughs> <laughs> you, as a fighter, I have reached the limits of my usefulness. <laughs> and, and serenade, heal me. I'm dead. I'm bleeding. I'm covered in blood and... and, and Shit. You're covered in a lot of blood, yeah. And both you and Yark are still suffering from the strength training attack. Ah, and you're exhausted. 
and you have hypothermia. So <laughs> while all of this is happening, Jani, you grab the book and do you want to open it? Um, yeah. yeah. All right. So. You gingerly open the book and you're startled to discover as you open it that it is not actually a book. It's, actually, it's a wooden uh, pop-up um, piece of artifice, a sort of tinker's toy. It has all of these little scenes that start to play and a little built-in music box in the spine starts oh, no. to play as soon as it opens. And unfortunately, there's nothing you can do because it plays immediately, but you're already effect affected by it. It is, of course, the tune of Shemshime's Bedtime Rhyme. Oh. And the little pop-up displays um, show you visions that are drawn in a kind of cute cartoony style, but are sadly still the images that you saw in your nightmare of... Uh, a farmer's death, um, his wife's mutilation, his son's drowning. And there's a fourth scene as well that you can see. There's a little girl standing in the milling room, the room where they grind corn into flour. But as the song reaches this part, there is a, you notice that there's a horrible dent in the music box and it, the cogs catch. And then it starts the song again at the beginning. It seems like it's damaged and something is preventing the song from finishing itself. Well, the farm is definitely the dead people have gotten me backpack. That's what? what? I'm looking <laughs> over Jenny's shoulder with the with the with the kid over my shoulder. I say, "Well, the the picture there with the farmers, there I got them in my backpack, and the kids." Are you in sure the you dream. got all of them? Yeah, I got all their bones. I got every bit of them. And <laughs> is it... wait, explore the book for an amulet like Baz has, like uh, Yark has. <laughs> your necklace. You're gonna look for a necklace in the book. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't look like any of the characters are wearing dwarven amulets. So, no, that doesn't seem to be a connection. That's As it. I said, you're I'm only... Gonna you <laughs> what guys messed me for too long. I put the little girl down. Uh, okay. And I take her hand and I'm going to open up the door where a dead daddy is. You're going to take... <laughs> oh, my God. I'm going to shock her into submission. She's already possessed. She needs to tell us. She doesn't need she to needs... see. Okay, I'm gonna... okay, before I do that, I kneel down to the little girl's level and I say... Little girl, you're going to tell me what's happening or you're going to see some things and you don't <laughs> want to see it. So you're going to have to tell me and do it now or, or else. That's what I'm going to say, a little girl. And she leans into you and she, and she whispers in a tiny voice, Does the shadow have a name, Shem Shime? Oh, that's it. Oh, that's it. You little oh. shit. That's it. I, 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 I take her hand. I open up the door. There's her dead dad on the floor and I, I make her look at her dead dad. Wonderful. You started this adventure by saying that you were good with kids. Is that right? He had a kid. He's got one. He right. has a you child. You do have a kid. I forgot. Yeah. A kid of his own. All right. Yeah, well, she and, and she shocks awake, right? My plant, my. While Kaskin walks the child into, um, I guess, the senior librarian's bedroom where he's left the corpse of her dad, does, are you guys doing anything yeah. with the book? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's. um. <laughs> Well, that happens. That's, um, I guess like the song needs to play out in total. Is that what needs that's to happen? I think we need the end. The thing that's preventing the end of the song, as I said, is that is the cogs are slightly damaged. Oh, we need to find yeah. a replacement cog. They hear me laughing in the background as I... <laughs> you suddenly hear... You hear... In the distance, you hear a scream. Uh, and then you suddenly see Kaskin dash out of a room at Kaskin... <laughs> 
<laughs> and I, I uh, lock her in the room with a dead dad. Okay. Oh, sure. I, I mean, we don't need to see that scene. That's in while, your character. While that's backstory. happening, can I, um, can I search my bag for any like tools or anything that might be able to fix the? the yeah, you, ha you it... have you have some tinkers tools, I believe. I so you yeah. It's not working. My, my theory sucks. <laughs> well, their theory is working quite well because they're repairing the book while you're doing this, Gaskin. Yeah. Make for me a stealth check because it's essentially the same as using your thieves tools. Yeah, um, that is a 17. You very carefully, Yark, uh, take the book and um, you find the cogs and you realize that there is a little, the, you know, you sort of take a tiny hammer from your jeweler's kit, hammer out the chassis and slip the cogs back over themselves, close the book um, and with a tiny little jeweler screwdriver, rewind it and then open the book again. Because as a dwarf, you know how to do all of this kind of stuff. Yes. This is, this is sort of secondhand yeah. to you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well done, well done. Um, so you, you grab the book and you open it and it starts to play again. Oh, and uh, this time, however, as it plays through the entire story, telling the fate of this poor family, uh, it keeps playing and I'm just trying to find very quickly cover for me while I find the end of the rhyme. But the, um, yeah, at last it finishes out and this time this spins around and you see the little figure in the pop-up book of a girl who looks quite a bit like Gailby, um, but with red hair instead standing in a miller's room oh. as it says, see a daughter grinding grain, wish the spirit's time was through, trap set for the shadow bane, her millstone killed it true. And as she says it, the book winds around and the dark, tall-limbed figure is drawn underneath the heavy weight of a millstone and ground into corn flour and disappears forever as the girl oh. cheers. And with that, the book finishes its story and with a spring snap, snaps itself shut again. And you can see that on the cover of it is a um, symbol of a blessed millstone, which is this sign of a the god Shanta. Ashantea, who is the god of agriculture. Oh, well, that's nice. So she ground she ground the the uh, the shemshine into corn, and um, her millstone killed it. True, as he died under the heavy weight, and with that, suddenly, Jenny, you get the sense that by playing the thing through, something else has happened because the girl, the scream of the girl in the other room has gone quiet. And suddenly there is a huge splintering, slamming sound as a great weight smashes itself against the door of Vanya's bedroom. Oh I open up the door. Oh, no. <laughs> I think I something squashed the child. I open up the door and have a little peek in. Kaskin walks in to see the room. He can see that the father's body is still on the bed, undisturbed, but the girl is nowhere to be seen. God damn and it. Standing in where she was standing in the room, walking towards him, for he's still manic at this point. Kaskin, who is slightly losing his mind, humming as he is the song of Shemshine's bedtime rhyme under his breath. He is powering the steps forward of the creature, which is standing in the room, walking towards him as it reaches out with ice-cold claws and that wrap themselves around your throat, Kaskin. <gasps> You have a second to act. You have a second to act before it will get there. I dodge! Obviously, but on top Backwards. of it, you can do something if you want. And then, you... and then, as I dodge back, I, I, I dodge back, and I throw a dagger at it. Okay, make an attack. 
I hit for 15. Ooh. 15 hits as the Ooh. dagger flies through Shemshine's slightly smoke-like body. Shemshine is kind of a figure from a nightmare, a very tall, all long limbs, long fingers, long arms, and a face that just seems to be a more, uh, a big, jagged mouth with uh, two tiny eyes, but nothing else. Otherwise, just shadow and dark flame. And he Ooh. steps forward. The dagger clatters down beside him. You can see, did you roll for damage, Kaskin? Uh, yes, I only hit a four. A four. You can see that the, the damage did hit him, but he doesn't even seem to notice it as the dagger falls behind him as he walks forward. Serenade, you are travel- you're moving at the same time as Kaskin, so you can go. Um, I'd like to try and jab him with my moon-touched rapier. Wonderful. Make the yeah. attack. Pause. But, um, Pause as I press it. Pausing. Uh, 17. 17 hits. Yep. Yeah. Great. So Serenade hits as well with the magical sword, which is enough to damage the creature. And she rolls d8 plus 2, which is six more points of damage. And Yark. Oh, no. But at this point now, however, its fingers have closed around Kaskin's neck ah, as it I thought reaches. I thought. Oh, God it damn reaches. It. Well, we'll see if you did. It reaches deep, um, reaches towards you, and it pulls its mouth to Kaskin's oh, ear oh, as it starts no. to whisper into Kaskin's ear and Kaskin make for me a wisdom saving throw DC wisdom? 13. Wisdom? It's... <laughs> oh, come on, lucky roll! Oh my god, I only hit an eight. That's enough oh. right though. Heart oh, Dungeon no. Master, that's enough, the eight. As Kaskin spins around, his eyes glowing dark as well as he Shit. kicks, throws a javelin uh, um, from the loop on his backpack, kicks it up into the air, grabs it with his hand and throws it at full strength into Serenade's oh, shoulder. Oh, sorry, Serenade! Oh. No! <laughs> you should have me! I could <laughs> All right, Kaskin rolls a 14 to hit, oh. which is enough to hit Serenade, unfortunately. The Javelin does another seven points of damage to Serenade. Oh, my and God. Now, yuck. Oh, it's no, five points of damage so how because much do Kaskin I is weak. So you only take five points of damage oh, because Kaskin... Strength is slightly Never heal me. <laughs> I healed you before, you ungrateful. I need loyal serenade. <laughs> My God. <laughs> All right, Yark, you're up. Um, so is it? So is the um, thing we're fighting like another shadowy kind of figure? This again? is Chemshine. So... This is the figure you've this seen before. This is the big it... doggy. This is the boss. It's so the will, will will any of my equipment actually? do anything it will, to it it might have resistance to non-magical weapons but it will um you don't forget you still have like i said you've still got the, the amulet um i just didn't figure we we didn't figure out what that we i just know it's like dwarven related so i'd have to investigate again yeah i'll let you I'll, for your turn you can investigate again if you want with can advantage. i can i put a blanket over kaskin's head in the meantime Yes, that's a great idea. I'd like idea. to do that what? to stop, to prevent him at least for a moment from. A, you're attacking us. What do you mean? Oh, that's man. an excellent so idea. I want to Make... throw my blanket towards him, uh, towards his head to cover him. Are you <laughs> trying to stop this, Kaskin? I'm going to take it. I'm going to take the bag to the head. It's happened to me a few times in the bedroom. I'm used to it. <laughs> All right, you're moving slow. Uh, in that case, yeah, I won't make you roll for it. He's drained, and he's actually at the moment his neck is being held by Shemshine. Okay. So a blanket over his head. You cover his head with a blanket, and you can also make, if you want, for me that quick intelligence roll with advantage. Uh, okay, first one was thirteen, and then okay, highest is thirteen. Uh, thirteen. Okay, thirteen will do it at this point. Oh. So this 
this is an old dwarven charm. It's a it's a protect it's a protection from shadows and evil. Um, if you wear it, it will mean that you can interact with creatures from the shadow plane. But it also means that whoever wears it is immune to shadow possession. Don't on my neck! No, I will wear it. <laughs> God damn it! Yuck, as he has done so many times before, claim the magic item for himself. Janny, you're up. Um, so the creature, did you, did you say he was, was he a shadow? Did you say like he's Shadow cold. realm demon. So I, I, I hate to I hate to like delve into the world of very old memes, but he, he's he's Slender Man esque if you get the mm-hmm. sort of sense of it. But he's not like a physical. He's kind of has he keeps phasing in and out. At times he looks like he's smoke, and at times he looks like he's just a figure um, in the dark. The corridor is still very dark, and it seems like the glowworms get darker where he is. It's, oh, he, okay. he he. But you can attack him with your spells. And you can attack him with your weapons. Yeah, because I have like one, but it's just like. Yeah, he's not inorganic material, is he, or anything like that? He's not like stone or anything. No. Oh, a shatter spell? A shatter yeah. spell might work against him because, yeah, yeah, he's also got this kind of, he, he, the, the music, the sort of clockwork music around him, the way he moves is sort of puppet-like, so you could give it a go. Yes, I'd like to try that, yes. <laughs> okay, so it's a 10-foot radius, so it's only going to hurt Kaskin and Shemshime. That's fine. And so make for me a constitution saving throw, Kaskin. <gasps> Please. <laughs> I'll make one for Shemshine. Shemshine fails. Oh, I hit a 14. Kaskin succeeds. Yes! So, roll the... Do you want to roll... Or shall I roll the 3d8? Um, just do the damage. Uh, is this seven? Oof. Seven on 3d8? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's, un- that's unfortunate. <laughs> oh, God! <laughs> All right. In that case, Kaskin, you take three points of damage. Oh, uh, my Shem- God. I'm so close to death. Shemshime takes another seven points of damage, and Shemshime is now looking pretty crook as well. But also, the smoke, unlike the other shadows, as he sings, and you can hear the ticking in his heart, it feels like there's a mechanical music box heart. The smoke wraps itself around him, and he seems to be regenerating as well. It seems like these weapons can harm him, but you're not sure that they can kill him. And the next one up is Kaskin. That's it. I'm going to use my charging ability and... Mm -hmm. Stab through uh, where I can hear the um, chiming noise coming from. The clockwork heart? Yep. Yeah, with my um, cursed, straight out of an anime, you know. You didn't. Like powerful. You also have a blanket on your head. Uh, yeah, and I've got a blanket on my head. It looks so badass. As I grab the blanket, I throw it into the air, and it goes in the air, like, and everything. Trust me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> we trust you. We trust yeah. you. So I, I use charging. Uh, yes. Does that do with any advantage? It means with advantage, and it, you're also it means you're going to move Shemshine with this attack as well. Yeah, I'm going to roll to hit with the spear. Yeah, I hit an 18. That hits. And then I roll piercing. I hit a 13 damage. Amazing. Okay, so Shemshine flies backwards as the magical spear pierces through um, the, its clockwork heart, and it flies backwards, smashing into. Uh, Ver- uh, Librarian Vermeer's personal bookshelf, which is this huge oaken uh, ceiling-to-floor bookshelf that is complete, absolutely covered in books and all the works that she's restoring. And it smashes back against them and collapses on the ground. And for a second, it's still. But then, 
unnaturally its spine cracks in three places as its head comes up in a strange angle and it gets up on one leg and then up on one hand like a spider as it starts to slowly repair its spine and it's slowly putting itself together again. All of you look in horror at it, unaware that you are all at this point chanting the words to Shemshime's bedtime rhyme. And as the words come out of your mouths, you can see that it is bringing life force back into the monster as it slowly comes back to life serenade it's disabled and it's at the foot like i said it's underneath this bookcase it's your action can i use true strike to know what its weakness is yeah that's it i mean that's not yeah that's not normally how it works but i i kind of like using spells like that so yeah why don't you use true strike to to try and get a bit of a bardic insight uh, yeah, make... to know what its weakness is, because obviously the heart isn't like that yeah. ticking thing. But I'd so, like to know more. I think that's a great idea. So make for me a. Um, we'll make it actually. In a weird way, I'm going to make this a performance check, and the reason I'm going to do that is because it's about your ability to understand stories, and okay. it's a bard that comes from your performance. Oh, it's a two. Oh no! Oh, you you didn't tell learn anything? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Oh. Uh, Jenny, do you? If you give up your turn, you can help her with this. You guys, you can confer, but then you'll lose your turn. <laughs> <laughs> no, it sounds like that. Sounds like you're on your own. No, <laughs> it'll take a bit more time. Is the answer? You're st- you're starting to try. You're looking at it. You're trying to work out what's going on, but uh, but you'll need a little bit more time as Shemshine continues slowly to come back to life. Yark, it's your turn. Uh, now that I have my necklace uh, on me, I'm gonna. I'm gonna equip my crossbow and just aim for any any part of it that I that I think uh, might do any sort of damage to it. Right, you rack, yep, you rack your pump action, hand crossbow, like whip it around, a little revolver, like, pff, like spin yeah. it around my finger. <laughs> yeah, really, it's a lot cooler than Casca was doing. Damn it, go for it. Uh, I roll a twenty. Whoa, yes. Yeah. All right, you fire three slugs of your uh, into its arm and it shrieks in pain and its whole top of its head segments as its jaw goes from ear to ear in, in a very sort of strange and upsetting manner but it still is slowly trying to pull itself from the bookcase because of your crossbow bolts you've pinned one of its hands to the bookcase and the whole bookcase is shuddering this huge oak and stone thing and some books are raining down around the creature as it tries to pull its hand off the bookcase Jenny you're up Am I allowed to use the Cloud of Daggers again or not? Uh, if you have the spell slot. Oh, yeah, you're a warlock. So every combat, you replenish all your spell slots because oh, that's okay. what warlocks do. If, so it's, like... if it sounds like we're about to lose, I have an idea, like a last <laughs> fail safe just in case. So. <laughs> okay, that's, that's a weird for you to say before I take <laughs> yeah, <laughs> my Yeah, I'm going to let you know. I've yeah, got an okay. idea. <laughs> all right, that's good to know. I'm going to focus on, you know, Trying to attack it. Um, uh, but yeah, I'd like to use my daggers. And... Just so you know, mm. um, the way warlocks work is you can use any of your spells for those spell slots. So if you want to, you can cast Shatter again. You can cast any of the spells. You, you don't have to use all your spells once. But I think I'm going to go with the daggers. If we can, if that can somehow keep him more up towards that bookcase. You know? He's mm. pinned in place. So you um, you roll, okay, four, four, three, and a three. So 14 points of damage as he sort of flensed in place as Jani steps forward. Uh, flicking her hands and with each hand a ice dagger appears in the air and darts forward pinning another part first of his shoulder then his cheek then his neck towards the bookcase as she's she along with yark slowly step forward just pinning the monster to the bookcase 
but it is still trying as it screams, trying to get out of the way. Kaskin, you're up. I'm going to um, rip a bit of my shirt off and stuff my mouth with my shirt so I stop That's talking I the um, that, And before I do it, I'm going to say, I'm going to turn around and say, um, I'm going to say, stuff your mouth with cloth. So I'm going to stuff my mouth with cloth. And then I... I'm going to leap again at it um, now that I've stuffed my mouth and I can't, I can't talk or say anything. I'm going to smash uh, into its heart again with my spear again. All right, it's up against the bookcase, remember? So if you charge it, you're gonna hit it, you'll hit it up against it again, but that's what you wanna do? Yeah, I wanna smack it again. Okay, make your attack one more time. While you're doing this, Serenade's acting as well. Serenade's been using this time to um, look at it and try and work out what's going on using True Strike. So, Serenade, are you stuffing your mouth as yeah, well? Yeah, I'm or... stuffing my mouth with um, the cloth as well. <laughs> okay, <laughs> it's, it's like a good idea. Yeah, he's, stuff he's yeah, like, yeah. Stuff um, his cloth for your own. No, no, my own. Oh, <laughs> okay. no, not his, not his. I have yeah. my own. Yeah, definitely I think don't. I, miss, I, I hit for a 10. I hit for a 10. Oh. Damn it. Okay, the Shemshime's about to get up again, but Serenade, make for me once more that performance check as Bard. Oh, no! It's bad the two again. Don't forget, you still have, you still have advantage, so you can roll again. Oh no, you don't. Sorry, you have advantage now because you've done it for two turns. Okay, can I roll it again? On you start? can, but yeah. I beg you not no. to roll a two because you rolled a two. Twice. No, I definitely <laughs> won't. Can I do a roll a big one. again? <laughs> yes, you can roll it one more time. Okay, <laughs> this is a good one. I promise. 15. Oh, yes. Is that better? Yes. All right. So you suddenly, just as you're about to stuff your face um, with your own handkerchief, you suddenly, the words come back to you as a bard, as you remember the end of the song, of the daughter um, grinding, burying the spirit under the weight of a heavy millstone. And you realize that the only way that Shemshine can be killed is if it's crushed under a great and powerful weight. And you scream this out to the others before slamming a handkerchief into your mouth um, as um, 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 um. Shemshime, with half of its body now pinned to the bookcase, it reaches forward and it slashes at Yark, trying to disembowel him with its maddening touch, which it rolls a 23, which is definitely going to hit. And uh, Yark, you take uh, seven plus three is 10. Plus three is 13 points of psychic damage. Psychic damage! As you start to lose your mind and Shemshine pulls two of the knives of Jani's knives out of its neck and it's now almost free again. Jan, Yark, you're up, then Jani. Um, so it's currently, so it's still currently got one arm pinned against like a, a bookshelf. It's, oh yeah, it's almost fully regenerated, but one of its arms is still pinned to the bookshelf. Is there anything above it? Like, there is a floor-to-ceiling wooden, like the huge oak bookcase. There are also um, the two. The room has its own bed, and then there are two uh, candles, big wax candles, on either side of the room. And then we've identified that we have to crush it with push something. Push the bookcase. Push it. Can I use now? This could <laughs> either be very good, or it could uh, set the entire. Um, the entire room on fire. Oh, Can I okay. use my invent? Go into my inventory and pull out my oil flask and tinderbox, oh. and like throw it towards it and cause like some kind of explosion above it. When you arrived in Candlekeep, they asked you <laughs> to do one thing. <laughs> look, I don't said no fire, but I mean, you know, look. I mean, if it's if it's me or the books, it, you know, I'm gonna blow, choose me blow up the bookshelf so it lands on it. Yark, what? So what are you throwing the what are you throwing the tinderbox at? 
I'll, you know, I'll attempt to. Sh is there any kind of weak spot on the bookshelf that if I were to shoot at it, it might collapse? It's it. yeah, yeah. The because it's so he overloaded at the top of the bookshelf, the lower shelf is actually looks, you know, is, is supporting a lot of the weight on just the two two sides of the bookshelf. <laughs> okay, in one hand I've got my oil flask, and in the other I've got my crossbow. But I end up deciding to uh, attempt to. Uh, shoot my crossbow into the weak part of the bookshelf. Okay, point blank rage. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Make an attack for me. Come on, Baz, good And goal. while you're doing that, while you're doing that, Janny, what are you doing? Can this, uh... Heal me! <laughs> How much are you on? I'm on bloody 11! On what? Sorry, I didn't hear you, never mind. <laughs> Just so you know, um, you still have one more spell. The last spell, because the, the combat's now gone on for long enough, while it's been pinned on the ground, you can cast one more spell if you want. No, yeah, casting's gonna die. I'll give him my armor. You cast armor of Agathus. Oh, oh so that's just around me. No, no. Ah, uh, yeah, that's only around you. Sorry. Yeah. Okay, never mind. Oh. Never mind. Um, never mind. <laughs> that's <laughs> the record show. God damn it! You I tried that. I thought about it. Um, <laughs> I'll tell you what. You can you can also do if you want is you can delay your action. So you can you can go after Caskin and Serenade if you prefer. Can I go first before Caskin? You start. Yes, I think because it's we're at the same after time. After you. you start <laughs> um, <laughs> so, Yark, how much, first of all, how much damage did you do, Yark? Uh, I hit for 14. All right, there's a splintering. The timber is holding, but only barely as the wood, the bookcase starts to shake wildly. And Serenade is up next. Can I use Cure Words on um, Crazy Character? I forgot his name. Caskin. Uh, Caskin? Caskin? Yeah. Yep. Can I use Caskin of the Red Sands? Yeah. <laughs> Can I use Cure Words because I know that he's like hanging for dear life? All right, so yep, you quickly cast heal words on Kaskin as life yeah. flows back into his veins. Kaskin, yeah. oh, by the way, I assume Yark and Jenny on your actions, are you also stuffing cloth into your mouths or is this no. really just a Kaskin and Serenade adventure? I, stop your I mouth! I didn't do it. I thought they were just being weirdos. So I, I, <laughs> no, I, stop your mouth! Did, no, you didn't communicate it properly to me. No, you didn't communicate it properly, so I just thought you're being a weirdo. Great, wonderful no, to know. Wonderful it, yeah. to know. Well, everybody dies. No. So, <laughs> Kaskin, it's your go. What are you going to do? I mumbled to my allies, <laughs> and that's all they hear. Um, mm -hmm. What am I going to do? Man. The bookshelf is careening wildly. Can the I creature just... is starting to get up. Before Yark does whatever he's bloody doing, can I just leap up, grab the top of the bookshelf, and I just want to slam it down on this big prick. I just want to hang on yeah, with all my strength and pull him down yeah, and smash get it. him. Very, yeah, WWF energy. All right. Yeah. Clothes so <laughs> line it with a bookcase. Make a strength check for me. Come on! Now, if anybody is going, if anybody is, is willing to give up their turn to help Kaskin and give him a, a launching foot, he can have advantage. Legend. I will not do that. Oh! <laughs> I rolled a. Okay, somebody do it. So we need somebody to do it. Somebody do it. Well, you're 13. Some... pretty high. You're going to roll higher than this. No, I need to hit the bookshelf. Someone give me a save. All right, throw. fine. Yes, yeah. Jenny puts her. She slides forward. Jenny sighs, rolls her eyes, and then sort of uses her mage hand to give you a leg up as you dive forward. 16. You can advantage. And Kaskin grabs the bookcase as life flows back into his hands, replenishing the strength damage that the shadows had already done to him as it, he pulls the entire bookcase down on Shemshine with the weight of a 600-year-old millstone blessed by Shantia. And as the old 
story is told again for the first time in 600 years. Once more, Shemshine is ground into corn flour. There, the, there is a rippling feeling of wind through the air as all of the glowflies in the room suddenly flare into light as you realize just how dark it's become. And as that wind whips around, the book uh, in the corridor is flies around until it's lying in front of the bookcase as Shemshime tries to rise up from the bookcase, its power and energy failing it. And as it reaches towards Kaskin, sensing the weakest heart, the easiest <laughs> to turn, as its claws begin to grasp around Kaskin's <laughs> neck, there is a roaring sound like the rush of water as the entire creature is sucked into the book that slams shut, clasping itself shut again oh with the with Chemshime's bedtime rhyme emblazoned on it as it locks the creature back inside the book. And congratulations, Yay. you have managed to defeat Shemshime and return some order to Candlekeep. We did it! We did it! Vanir comes in and she says, oh, you've saved us. And obviously you were too late for I see that they have killed poor Obden. But that's, <laughs> no, uh, you did what you could and you will be rewarded. Yes. <laughs> I throw a spear at her and go into combat. <laughs> Shut <again>. up. <laughs> <laughs> at that moment, you pass out from your wounds. The adventure's over. <laughs> You can kill the librarian next adventure, Caskin. Yay! That was awesome. That was really good. That was brilliant. That was great fun. Uh, That was for anybody that was watching. That's uh, We are playing Candlekeep Mysteries, which is a collection of 17 mystery-themed D&D adventures for characters of all levels. It's out now. You can get it at bit.ly slash Candlekeep Mysteries all in, I think is the link. Um, Thank you very much. That was real fun. That was a yeah, lot of fun. Awesome. Thank you. And thank you for always being our dungeon master. It's always, it's always <laughs> a good God. It's a so challenge. Much. I'm great. It's a challenge. I, yeah. you, You've you got are to making, piece together the story after Craig challenge. kills everyone. You are making me learn different ways to resolve a character's uh. burning desire to kill innocent people. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's a pleasure. I, I'm surprised you can, you can go this far with all of us. I'm surprised. <laughs> Nah, it's good. It's good. And so you you all get um you get rewarded by the way. You you all get um a level? you're given a hundred gold coins. You all level up. Yes. And you get hit level five. Yes. Level five. Nobody yark seems to notice that you've stolen a blanket and a priceless magical amulet, which you're able to get out of the place. I'm so sorry. I'm getting amulets at the. <laughs> and bread. I stole bread earlier. And you learn of a laboratory. Um, you, you find in the book, Jenny, that there is a laboratory that the Harpels created that is um, in Kalamshan, underneath Kalamshan, which you believe held, holds the secret to unlocking the Harpel wish, if oh. you ever want to pursue it. And they, and they, as thanks, the Candlekeep sages agree to transcribe the book, which has directions to this laboratory, and give you a copy of it before you leave. Well, it's been lovely, guys. Thank you yeah. very much. Thank you, everyone. Thank you very awesome. much. Thank, Thank you. you. Until next Thank time, everyone. You. Thank you. Yeah. Bye-bye. Bye, guys. Bye, everyone. Bye, guys. Goodbye.